Lord. You're listening to Garage Heaven. Episode 114. On tonight's episode, the man links talk to the winner of Wapaka and the big paint winner and hubby hero of Wapaka. Because, you know, it's all about having a good time and rolling dice with your bros, as you call them. It's not about winning and losing. It's about rolling the dice and having fun with your brothers. Now shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage of Tools for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can, keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you best painted, best overall, and maybe some Warhammer. I'm Chris Yu. And I am Jack Smirking Revenge. That's from a movie? Uh-huh. I am nope. Jack's cold. I get cancer. I kill Jack. Ah, you're gonna give me some more hints. Uh, see, well, uh, let's see. I am Jack's murky revenge. I am Jack's cold indifference. Um, oh my goodness, you're not catching this one, huh? Yeah, something like that. I think the, I would get. Yeah, the so character particular. doesn't actually have a name. That's that's why he just he uses that as his thing. And this is a movie that you would expect that I've seen? Uh, if you haven't, I will be disappointed. <laughs> Who's in it? Um, Ed Norton. It's not Fight Club, is it? You're damn right it's Fight Club. Oh, there you okay. go. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay. I love the movie, but that, that particular quote escapes me. Oh, he says it throughout the thing. Remember, he finds those, uh, those uh, magazines in the bottom of the house. And they're all the IM jacks, and it's all the different uh, organs of the body, and explains it. And th- throughout the whole movie, whenever he does something, he's like, "I am jacks this," or "I am." When he beats himself up in his boss's office, and then yeah. he's walking out with all the stuff. That's where the I am jacks smirking revenge is in. But he says uh, those things throughout the whole movie. I am jacks this. I am jacks that. Well, that's uh, you've given me an excuse to go back and watch it again. I love that movie. I yeah, really do. Great. I don't care. It's stupid, but I even read the book. It's just. It's. I mean, it's silly, um, but man, it's just fun to watch. It is. Yeah, it's, it is. I'm trying to pick movies too that aren't as obscure as when I started doing this, because <laughs> nothing. You know, Charlie Chaplin era. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I never even heard of that, and then I explain it to you like, wow, don't even think I'd want to watch that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I should bring his stuff from, like, Tetsuo the Iron Man, like, weird uh, experimental Japanese films, surrealist wow, fil- cinema. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> you'd be so mad. I'm sorry. that I went to film school for long enough that I have all these bizarre art films. And my, I'm, I'm my, sure. I'm my, sure. My, well, I, my pretentious film student thing is still there sometimes and rears its ugly head. It wouldn't make for a very compelling segment. <laughs> you'd be like this one? <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, in other words, shut up, David. Let's talk to. Let's thank our sponsors. Yeah. I got so, you. thank you to Unique Gifts and Games, located in Grays Lake, Illinois. Mirsa Miniatures, and that's spelled <laughs> spelled M I E R C E hyphen Miniatures. Mantic Games, building bigger armies, and finally, Battle Foam. Hold on a second. <sighs> Wait. Are we ready for it? Okay. Say it again. Oh, okay. And Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. There you go. Oh, that go. was a particularly 
I just feel like I haven't said it in a long time. We recorded the last episode early, and we're recording this one kind of late. So I think, it's, I think you were flexing while you're actually saying that. One. Yeah, I was. Mm, okay. I had both of them straight out in front of me, and I was doing like the Hulk Hogan when he bends down and does it. Except I just yeah. doing it straight in front of me. Don't hurt yourself. Here. Oh, you know, I'm just hey, I, I have been working out. Good. good. So- <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh dear Lord. This uh, this is getting already off the rails. We need to. Move we'll just along. keep on rolling. Let's just roll into the shout outs. We do you have some? Yeah, we got a couple of uh, got a couple of uh, emails from people, and they uh, figured give them a give them a good hello. Um, I'm going to save this one, this first one that's on the on our show notes here for when 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 our guest is on. So I'm going to jump real quick. Um, Okay, this one. I don't know if the guy's. Oh, I must have cut off his name when I put it on here. Sorry, whoever's name I cut off. I'll find it later. Uh, okay, local Warhammer gaming group, the Flying Monkeys, are throwing out their inaugural two-day GT on April 25th and 26th in Kansas City, called the Sunflower GT. Twenty-five hundred points, no end times, no comp, but they'll you be using the fifty percent Lords and Heroes since it's in the updated BRB, which I guess would be no comp. Wouldn't no comp be? Like Nuff said with that now, isn't that like the law? Wouldn't you have to tell people if you're not doing 50%? Uh, yeah. 50% I'm not picking on the, the email here. I'm just saying. If you say no comp, that's 50%. If, right. If it's you, interesting. They say no end times and then no comp. But isn't no end times technically being comped? No, they're just playing just the BRB. They're just oh, keeping those other books out, you know? Yeah. I yeah. guess. Uh, oh, I think this is, we uh, shouldn't both jump their ass, you know, because... <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, you can find all the tournament rules, sponsor, and hotel information at sunflowergt.com. I think the this person, I saw the email, too. Uh, Nathan Martin. That's it. That's a gentleman's name. Yeah. Thank He's you. He's a good guy. I met him at Adepticon a couple years back. Yeah, you were telling me. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, and then let's see. Okay, uh, Chris, this guy, Chris Kaspiner, wrote it. Wrote, wrote, he wrote he, he wrote Holy English teacher? <laughs> not much. You flunked English? That's impossible. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he writes, says he hopes you're doing well. I've listened to every single one of your episodes and have been an avid listener to your podcast for years. Keep up the great work. See, I love intros like that. Uh, I just wanted to send a personal invite. He sent us an invite to the Lady of the Lake GT in Duluth, Minnesota. He knows it's a bit of a drive, and uh, but he'd love to see us make the trip. Um, they have a custom-sculpted trophy for both best overall and best appearance. That's pretty cool. A grail cup with a lady's hand coming out of it with a sword for best overall and a paintbrush for best appearance. If you win best overall, you'll also be drawing an engraved sword from a stone as part of the award ceremony. Hmm. Uh, wow. They have quite a other few plaques, including best club, best <laughs> for incompetent wizard. The player who suffers the most dimensional cascades over the course of the weekend. Oh, you're a lock for that one. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they're, he's doing a bunch of stuff there. Go to ladyofthelakegt.com and uh, check out Chris, uh, Chris Kaspner sent us that, asked us to take a look at it. So He uh, also had a note about he's throwing a bonfire party at his place. Uh, people can crash at his place. He'll provide the food. But you have to, it's BYOB. Yeah. Uh, backyard in his camping. He's opened up his backyard to camping. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. You think? So, yeah, that's kind of that's actually kind of crazy. But uh, so I just figured I'd give the shout out to that because I thought that was really nice. Um, 
camping and Warhammer. Hey, uh, you know, two of my favorite hobbies. Oh, and and one of mine. <laughs> you're not a you're not a big outdoorsman. That's shocking. Really, is it? <laughs> And my dad is. My dad totally is. Like, and I grew up when I was growing up. We would go camping, and I went hunting when I was younger. Um, not anymore, though. Huh? You know what? Uh, no, no, not really. And I hate to be that guy, but no. <laughs> you know what? I just—it's not for me. You know what? I, I have to. You know, my idea of roughing it is like, oh, they don't have room service here. Oh, oh getting well, soft on me, David. Oh, totally. Oh, if the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I can't run. I got a bad knee. I do. I. I'm not a survivalist. Well, you would sacrifice yourself, you know, to for the group's survival, right? Are you kidding? You guys could go a month off of me, and it <laughs> it cook nice too because all that fat. It'd be a nice crispy shell, nice tender, flaky insides. I mean, I'm we're, well, maybe we're in a flaky. weird place again. I don't know how we hey, ended up here. Look, all I'm saying is if the, if if the zombie apocalypse happens, eat me. That's what I'm saying. That's. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. On that note, so any other uh, shout-outs, sponsors, et cetera? No, that's good. Um, we were going to do some uh, – goodness, we were going to do Google Voice, but my computer's acting like a butt. Hmm. Um, and it's just uh, – for some reason, it is absolutely not allowing me to get into my email to, or to my Google Voice. So um, maybe Maybe Google's mad at you. What did I do? Well, you're you're abusing the the Google Voice technology. Oh, I'm not abusing it. I just made a segment out of it. There's a huge difference. Up oh, there, it is. Okay, so we only got I think one or no, we got two voice. We got two two uh, voicemails, and then uh, we'll be done with that. So let's see if I can play this. Hey, this is Chad Hansen. I'm on my way to Wapaka right now. I'm going stir crazy in the car. So I just got one thing to say. See you boys later. Bye. Did we just get one? That or he has a didgeridoo in the car with him. Is that what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Jeez. Chad Hansen has a third testicle or something like that. I don't know. That's crazy. I guess so. Thanks, Chad. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Here's our other uh, quick uh, voicemail. So one more. Oh. Hey, Dave and Chris. This is Nathan down in Kansas City, uh, longtime listener and uh, big fan of the show. I wanted to let you guys know that uh, on April 25th and 26th, we are going to be running our first ever Kansas City uh, GT Grand Tournament. Uh, it's called the Sunflower GT because uh, it's taking place in Kansas. Um, it's a 2,500-point tournament. There will be no comps uh, but, and no end times at all, but we will be using the 50% Lords and 50% Heroes uh, since that's in the VRB. Uh, you can find out all the information about this upcoming tournament at sunflowergt.com, um, all one word, and um, looks to be a really, really good showing. We're hoping to have a lot of players, um, so please visit the website and take a look. Let us know if you've got any questions, and uh, keep up the good work, guys. I love listening to your show. Thanks. 
There you go, the man himself, Nathan Martin. Yeah, so, geez, I didn't realize that was what the voicemail was. So he got two bites at the apple there. That's <laughs> super exciting. Hey, anything to grow the tournament scene. Exactly. And you know what? We both took a shot at his uh, his grammar and his email, so we might as well give him a second go there. Cause... Well, no, I, I wasn't challenging his, the grammar in oh, his I, email, I just I, the, uh, the, I know. the we, comp uh, end times. Though. We gave him a little stick. Nothing. Right. All good-hearted, but, you know. All right, so you know what? You know, hey Chris, do you know how those people got in touch with us? Oh, oof. either uh, Morse code or maybe voicemail. There was the voicemail. Oh, and, tell us about voicemail. Well, we have voicemail, and any longtime listener of the show would know we have voicemail. And you too can call in and be a part of our show. All you got to do is pick up the phone and dial one. 757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. If you're an international caller from most countries, dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And with that note, he's Chris. I'm David. This is Garage Hammer. And we'll be right back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam. Protecting your army. We are back, folks, and we are not alone. I am here. Chris is here, and joining us again, again, our man Rotor. So much heat. So much heat. You hydrating? Uh, I, I am. I gotta. I gotta stay hydrated right now, dog. Because <laughs> you are the hobby hero, the global icon. Yes, fresh treasure. from Wapaka. The, yeah, the best uh, paint mofo's out there. Yeah, turns out I'm uh international superstar at this point. So hey, just another one to I'm <laughs> kind of a big damn deal. <laughs> what do you know about that? You walked home with more hardware and princess houses from Wapaka than anybody I've ever seen at one go. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, the uh Raj kind of laid it out when when he unveiled the Hobby Hero um trophy, which, you know, was a wet fart machine, you know, it was like, <laughs> that is the prize. So, <laughs> you know, I, I took it in the spirit in which I think it was intended, you know, it was good. Yeah. That was fun. But listen, what does it, good to talk what does to it feel like? Um, mm. Hey, hey, going hey, to we got to save this. We got to save this. Yeah. Save this energy because we're not on. We're not on that segment yet. We're going to do lots of Wapaka talk coming up. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Oh, let's let's. 
So you well, told me to slow my roll. We're teasing. They're teasing. Dude, we've only been on the show for like 14 minutes. Okay. Okay. Just... So I guess let's back it hey, up. You got to take it slow, slow and easy strokes, man. Got to go easy each segment. Don't go. Don't want to go popping too quick here with that stuff. Back that thing up. Back it's... up to news and rumors, right? There we go. Oh, holy mackerel. News and rumors. Uh... Oh, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Before we do news and rumors, since we just came back, we did have that one last shout out that I didn't read in the last segment because I was saving it for when we brought on Road Dog. Uh, we got an email here uh, from Don. Uh, we met him at Wapaka. It was up, great, great to meet you guys at Wapaka. Big thanks to Dave for cooking at the Fees of Champions. Yeah, my pierogies are awesome. Just wanted to say it was fantastic to hear some really positive vibes after all the dumb internet negativity with the next edition coming. The positive tone inspired me so much I simply had to reward it by being the first and maybe the only, I believe it was the only, one to bring Rotor some lizards. Oh, Donnie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't the only. No, he wasn't. Am I right, Rotor? <laughs> How many people brought you lizards? Uh, I count three. I got, I got, uh, Donnie hooked me up. Yep. Um, Brad and probably Andrea Schwant hooked me up. Uh, and your boy, Chris, you hooked me up. Yeah, buddy. See? What do you know about that? I did Nothing know about major, that. Just a little something, something. Hey. It's on the paint table right now, kid. Oh, yeah? Nice. Well, at least on the cleaning table. I, there's a lot of skinks on the cleaning table right now, boys. <laughs> Soul-crushing amount? Um, no. You know, I've, I, I mean, to be honest, I've kind of got the hobby winds at my back propelling me, so well, it's not so bad right oh, now. That's a little yeah. inspiration, huh? No a little bit. Now. Yeah. But, uh, see, hey, that's we we read it on the show. We I, I told people last episode, bring Rotor some skinks. I, I, hey, I, next, I couldn't believe it. Next pack, bring Rotor a million dollars. You got to split <laughs> that with me, bro. You got to split that with me. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> okay. I mean, if hey, if asking, you shall receive. I'm going to ask. You know, let's set up a PayPal account or something, dude. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's have a let's have a a, a non raffle. Maybe see what we can. There you go. We can do. Bring Chris <laughs> you lots of hot women. Yeah. Well, I don't Whoa. Know. It's worth a shot. <laughs> He's bringing the heat. Wow! Wow! Okay. Based on based on what you put in the raffle, uh, <clears throat> oh. seems like you got your hands full of hot women. I'm I'm surprised that it made it past uh, Wapaka. How did it exactly end up in your hands? I, I don't even know what we're talking about, boys. <laughs> Not even sure. Okay, you know what? Okay, the, the orcs. It was a box of orcs. That's all I'm I'm gonna say. Yeah, but that I didn't need. I call it orcs wasn't plus. Just a box of orcs. Yeah, was that's definitely orcs plus. That was that was an interesting Trojan orc that you had going on there. <laughs> Say no uh, more. <laughs> let me finish this email real quick. Yeah, wounded skink was going to be a zombie for saving that lucky skink. I picked Rotor, a nice unit of Soros warriors. I felt good hearing the good hobby vibes, and thanks for that. Keep up the fantastic work. I'll be ordering a T-shirt here soon to war proudly. Dawn of the Dead. P.S. Taking last in battle points at Wapaka means I have completed the first half of going from last to first. Now the easy part, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like the student spirit. Right there. <laughs> so there we go. I wanted to save that email for when you came on. So Thank you. All right. So I guess on to news and rumors. Um, Has okay. there been a lot? I feel like it's been... Did we relatively talk, quiet? Did we talk about the storm fiends and the horned rat and the or the vermin lord and thankful and bone ripper? On, I didn't think we talked about them last episode. Mm, I don't remember honestly, but it's, I feel like those came out ages ago. 
<laughs> now, we're yeah, kind of late. To yeah, the, in the last like three, four weeks, actually. Well, relatively but, speaking, that's yeah, a long I know. Time. Well, yeah, recently it is. I'm surprised you haven't gotten the next ten times book yet. I'm still yeah, right. reading Kane for Christ's sake. So, well, what do we think of those? The Storm Fiends. Should we start there? Dude, I kind of thought they were all pretty cool. I mean, it's another one of GW's really kind of pushing that envelope over the top, showing you what they can do. Um, I like the Storm Fiends, though. I thought they looked pretty neat. Overall, I thought they were pretty good. Beefy. I like them. There were a few details here and there that I was I, I was like, really? Like the Gatling gun in the chest? Okay, or... that was a little odd, but that was no odder than the Charybdis having that weird little hand tooth thing coming out of the middle of its chest. Mm. But a Gatling gun in the chest, like how do you feed the ammo in there? And where do the where does it where do the casings get ejected to? Hey now. <laughs> well, Bill Nye, I'm not certain. <laughs> Um, well, I'm just from from practicality standpoint. Or there was the warpstone nipples on the one storm fiend. Oh yeah, that was like Joel Schumacher storm fiend I, right there. I, I my wife was actually watching one of those Batman's last night when I got home. Oh my oh, god, no. those things are so brutal. They are so '90s in this over the top way. I funny you bring that up. I was just they are horrendous. The, the, I, the let's let's not compare the, these. The gang that hangs out in the alley with all the black yeah, light paint on, all like, dressed in the in the fluorescent black light paint. Oh my god! <laughs> just in case, just in case, Robin or some other schmo might show up and need a need a glow light beaten. Horrendous! Oh my god, it's so bad. So okay, reality check time. These storm fiends are nothing. If you don't like that, these things are not that. No, I although just... they're, they're kind of like Bane in that that fourth one with Clooney a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're huge, dude. Okay. Yeah, they are huge. The one that has got the little rat driving him, like mm-hmm. the brain of the... Don't all of them have that? Or is it just one? All... Dude? I just saw the one picture. I like... Dude, <laughs> that's kind of hysterical. I thought that was cool. I know some people don't like that. I thought that little guy in the back, like, this lumbering ox is too stupid to use all of this equipment after we did all this stuff to him. So we got to take... <laughs> Another guy and hook him up. You know, it's a Master Blaster runs Barter Town sort of thing. I kind of like it. Right, yeah. I, I liked it, too. I think that's the designer having some fun with it. Yeah, I or thought it was like, a yeah. funny way to get those uh, pack masters into the unit without just lining them up behind it like, like a unit of rat ogres, you know? That's essentially what he's supposed to be is, like... The brains of this operation. Yep. He's, he's kind of like uh, Krang from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Brain in the stomach. Anyway. So what's next on the docket? Horned Rat? Yeah. Yay or nay? Yay. Um, with an exception. So last last night, actually, I was hanging out with Adam Trunzo. He, he was at PACA. He had... One of the Skaven armies that was in the top ten, his had the, um, I think it was a, a Mercer. What do you guys say, Mercy? Mercia, 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 Mercia. Uh, yeah. Miniatures <laughs> of the, um, like an A bomb poking its tool heads out of a cave, and he had like put whiskers on it. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw that, but he had the uh, the horned dude down there, and he had. Um, he had magnetized all the different weapon options in, for both arms, and it was pretty legit, dude. I thought that thing looked pretty cool. Um, I do think that some of those horns are a little crazy. 
It's a little much. A little bit, yeah. But, but they look it, like horns. When they first came out, people were like, oh, my God, what's with all the tentacles? It's like, dude, that's just a bad paint job. Those are horns. Well, some of those, they're so curly that they are kind of tentacle. He he had put together the, I think they call it the Warbringer version. It's the one in the red paint. And I thought that those were probably the best set of horns. Um, some of those horns are pretty whack, though. Now we're all racing to our computer to go look. <laughs> I no, I, I, I'm, no not, I'm actually not looking right now. Just, I, I mean, he's, cool. he's, you know, the, the, I guess it's very de- deity-like, godlike in that respect. Yeah, and, you know, they got to do something to beef him up, I guess. It is a Skaven model. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. So, Thankful and Bone Ripper. Now, that one was I, I liked a lot. Love. Yeah. No kidding. I don't like the paint job on the box. I know rat, I know the rat skin is usually can be pink and stuff like that, but I don't want to see that thing after it's been built and rebuilt and put together, just that, like, humanly pink flesh. I wanted to see something. So, no, paint him black. Make him big and, and imposing. That thing would be sweet, you know? Yeah. I actually wanted to see more like more scar tissue almost on him. If you could, if so, if you knew, if I knew how to sculpt that, I would add some of that on. Just like hey, add it to your hobby list. Oh yeah, my hobby <laughs> list isn't growing too big. Did you guys, Dave? You, I know you like the uh, the Black Library books, right? Yes, I do. Have you been reading? I think Seal Werner did a trilogy of Thankwall books. They ended a couple of years ago, but oh, yeah, I've read been, them. Yeah, um, it was uh, it, it was kind of amusing the way he would always write Bone Ripper um, in in every novel Thankwall would sort of in the in the course of the novel find a, a huge rat ogre in some way shape or form name him Bone Ripper name him Bone Ripper keep him as a pet and then the thing would end up dead by the end of the novel in you know he's in some like, way he's had at least a dozen of them oh my god it, but it was great and so I, I'm looking at this huge model and I just think back to that book and like what what did he do to get this version? And I'm I'm guessing it's probably in that Thankwall book. I just haven't made it that far. I haven't but. either. Yeah, I want to read it, though. But the very first time Thankwell and Bone Ripper showed up was in one of the Gotrek and Felix short stories. I think they're in the actual first Yeah, book. they used to be tied together. Yeah. Uh, and it's great because when he shows up, he you know, he shows up and they happen to be in the same place. And he sends Bone Ripper at him. And Bone Ripper's coming like either up or down the stairs at Gotrek, and he could barely fit in the little stairwell. But that's about his size, filling up a, you know, a stairway. And now we've got this monstrous one. But Gotrek cuts him in half, like literally just pulls his axe and hits him square in the skull and cuts him in half. He's in the scene just slightly less time than the guy that Indiana Jones shoots in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, jeez. And it's uh, funny that uh, he's like kind of this expendable character that's always being replaced. Oh, totally. But dude, it gets the in those three books, it gets better. In the jungle, he is so badass. In the one yeah. where they go to Lustria, which is the yep. best one of the series, because you not only get the cool Skaven insights, but just the little bit of insight you get into the lizard men's minds. I like that quite a bit. It, it, he wrote that with the lizards still the way I saw them, which is um, they communicate through like clicks and grunts and hand signals and whatnot. And the way he did the slan, you know, writing that up where. In his head, he's just constantly doing math problems and geometry and whatnot. And I thought that was super sweet. And then um, I think it was the very first – I think it was the Nagash End Times book. Like right away on page one, um, it was the lizard little story two-pager. Right. And they're talking to each other, like 
in common tongue or whatever right. they speak. And I, it, it was kind of a bummer. Like the, the, the veil had been pulled back or the, the, the mystery had been, the well, I thought bubble the, had burst a little bit. Well, they might have also just been doing that translating sort of thing and not doing that. But I thought that the Slon did speak, like, because they spoke to the elves. I thought the Slon did speak normally, but a lot of the other ones didn't. Well, in, in all the fluff, it had been that the Slon are so um, implacable and hard to understand or read that the skink attendants are always trying to infer what the Slon are saying and doing and meaning. And they're writing things down on their little plaques and then going off and trying to understand what the Slon's trying to communicate. And so for the Slon to actually speak in these things is oh. – at the same time, you got to move the stories along. So I, I get it. it. It's a real hindrance to being able to to tell a, a fast moving story. So if I, into, I, I don't blame them to take that license to to make it work. You know. It, but that trilogy is really great because there, you see all the infighting in the Council of Thirteen. Yep. You see uh, the when they send the assassins after him in one book. It's great. Yep. Yep. Um, but if you ever wanted insight into the way Skaven think or the way the lizard men think, the Thankful oh, and Bone Ripper that is like that is one of my top, probably my top five Black Library books. Is that one. I totally agree. What was that? Thankwell's Doom or something like that? I, I think. think so. In the end, spoiler alert. That's the yeah. Poor Bone Ripper is the only thing to survive with Thankwell, and they get on a boat and they're sailing away, and it's like weeks until they get there, and it's just Thankwell and Bone Ripper who's dying, and like he dies, and and Thankwell's like, well, the, the horned rat has blessed me because now I have soil and green as people, and he just <laughs> eats Bone Ripper like for the trip. To get home. I mean, it's it's freaking brilliant. And that's when the, stakes, dog. when the slon sees him swimming away or in the boat, and he's like, I could just like completely flip his the ocean over all over his boat yeah. and kill that little thing. But he sees that his destiny is something bigger. And right. so he leaves he lets him go. He goes, He's gonna cause more trouble than he than 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 anything I could do. So I'm what, gonna what, leave him. What was really amusing at the at the very start of the book, as it set out with the Slon doing his math, is it presented the Skaven as this sort of like remainder to these calculations, and the Slon could never get the math to work out where the Skaven made sense mathematically. They were always this like leftover number or something, and he couldn't he couldn't ever square the the problem and get it to to yes. work right. And that totally was then represented by Thankwall, who just would show up and. It, it it was great, and so I'm. I looked at that Thankwall and Bone Ripper model to to pull us back on topic a little bit, and I just I was I remembered those books, and I thought, God, I want to read them again. This is so great, and that model took it to the next level. I almost the next bought that model today. Actually. Did you? I was at UGG today, staring at it. Really? You almost bought it? When would you ever use it? I, no kidding. I just want it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I want to put it on a shelf and pretend I'm going to put it together and paint it. Oh, buddy. Yeah, see, that's I. I showed some restraint. I did pick up the last couple of white dwarfs because, uh, as the next spot of the news and rumors, the Harlequins are coming out, and God, are those nice? Well, before we we move but, on, yeah, to I'm that, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, Rotor, let me ask you: uh, Would you ever consider starting a Skaven army? I have started a Skaven army. Um, oh. I got so I still own most of it. I sold some off uh, like a year ago. Um, I bought several copies of the uh what what was the starter set this time around island of blood i think island of blood yeah yeah so i think i bought three three sets of that and i 
separated out clan rats from slaves, and I, I ultimately like cleaned uh, almost all the models and assembled it all, and I painted thirty clan rats, um, and they looked good. They, I did a, a um, like iron, so I used like like kind of a dark metal, and I washed it six times with Badab Black or whatever it was. Uh, I used um, turquoise, and then I used like a brass, and they looked pretty dope. But after thirty of them, I was like, "This is crazy." And then um, Dan Grothy, have you seen? He was in the top ten room at Paca with his Skaven, and uh, he's the one who's got every Skaven model is converted. His slaves are dwarves that have the uh, oh, chunk yeah. of warp stone connected mm-hmm. to their brain, controlling them, and. His, they were wearing the same prom dresses. He had used the turquoise and the the brass, but his were so much better than mine. And I just went, I am not going to do 300 rats and copy this guy. I mean, I didn't copy him and he didn't copy me. We just sort of both realized that it looked pretty good on these guys, but mine was going to be an also ran in comparison to him. So I, I tapped out. They're still sitting in my. They're still sitting in a case, you know. I, who knows how this end time stuff is going to shake out? So, yeah, gotta, I was like the look of that army. They look good, you know. I mean, it's a lot of infantry, so it's these big fat blocks. Um, right. Unless you're doing something goofy. But, Talk about the labor of love there. Yeah. Uh, how many has Wayne Kemp painted? How many? Like he's done about a like dozen, five armies, or six though. armies. Yeah. See, it lot. seems like half a dozen unique Skaven armies, right? Yeah, that man loves those dudes. I oh gosh, and he just keeps starting new armies. Work. It's like I just want to, I, you know, I just want to play this army. That's his army. But when he finishes, it's like, well, I want to keep painting and hobbying. So, uh, does he sell off his armies and then, or does he just have twelve freaking armies like on Good shelves? Because seriously, question. that I'm I'm wondering. I you know what I'm gonna have to send it. I feel like he's got to sell. Aren't like. Wouldn't you? I mean, set a premium in England, isn't it? Like you don't have a storage the way. Well, seriously, and at twenty four hundred, right? Twenty four hundred for. Your, so that would be like seriously. If he had twelve armies, it'd be like twenty four thousand, almost thirty thousand points worth of Skaven. Honestly, right? yeah, no, you can't keep that in your house. No, <laughs> we could just we could just tweet him and find out. Well, we should. Well, let's work. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh any other news and rumors? We're kind of all over the place here. No, just like I said, I just I picked up the last couple of white dwarfs uh, today because I just wanted to get caught up in case of what's new. And the Necrons got a new book, and those Harlequins are coming out. And oh yeah, those Harlequins do look pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by them. I um, I've always liked just the Harlequin French diamond pattern. I think that. I mean, not even on models, but just in general, I think it's it can be kind of a, a, a cool look. I look at those models, and they didn't they didn't like carve the pattern into those dudes. You have to hand paint that diamond shape. Are and you serious? I'm looking on the cover, and it looks like no. Oh, well, so a... what it looks like they did is they, you know, th- like the most traditional kind, the diamonds butt up right against one another. In the version workshop put together, um, there's a black line that runs through each one or kind of divides them off. So I so think that's probably our hobby talk from our hobby hero. So continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's why you would buy Harlequins, right? I, are, yeah. I mean, they're ultra fragile, but they they are like 
the army to paint and they're just those figures they didn't give you any guides on them so <laughs> to to sit there and put in that pattern over and they're pretty dynamic so you know you're bending um more than 90 degrees with elbows and knee joints and hips and whatnot um that's hard to recreate. That is, that is job, really, really talented. And they didn't go too crazy with the highlights on the on the diamonds or whatever, but just getting it in there, getting it tight, and keeping it at the same the same size and bending correctly is pretty amazing, dude. You know what? It's I'm looking at them right now in the white dwarf, and the the look they've got this almost quilted look. Yeah. To the pattern, it's like it looks like there's depth to it. But then I just flip to the back to the paint splatter. And oh, do they show how they do it? Uh, yeah, in seven easy steps, which have no <laughs> hidden steps whatsoever. Okay. But it's, uh, you know, base coat of the dark blue going with the light blue, then layers of the Abaddon black just painting out the diamond pattern. Okay, so they sketch in the pattern with black. F- then they up. add in the red because okay. that will cover the blue. Uh, then they did a layer of the Evil Sun Scarlet to get the little highlights, and then a little lighter of light blue to get the highlights. And apparently that's it. There's nothing, okay, nothing so more to they it. Just than- put down a field of color and then draw the pattern with the black. See, that's a that's an easier way, I think, than just trying to sit down and match up the diamonds so that they sit right next to each other. Right. That would be so hard without like a stencil or something. Mm-hmm. You know? no, and you I was can actually see this is painted on, and it's like and I it's- was sitting at at work and like googling this stuff and looking at how people just do it, you know, DIY at their home because it's it's a really cool subtle pattern and especially you know the color choices they picked were um pretty popping but you could do some really cool like like two tones of red next to each other for a more subtle effect um but man i every time i look at those things i think i really want to do it and then much like the skaven i think i would do one guy and then i'd put him down because that's (laughs) so intense you know this issue of uh white dwarf i'm looking at actually includes your basic color wheel uh with warm palette cold palette and then the names of their different tints of their of the colors in there so so if you want to use this they got like the flash gets yellow into the aerial yellow into the everland sunset the calgar blue into the altdorf blue into the mccrag blue so they've actually got the color patterns there in case you want to pick your color palette for your checks and I just sent you guys both pictures of the little pattern thing that they were running. Mm-hmm. So is is that color wheel? Are they doing just like complementary colors then, or are they coming up with a triad or what? What? Uh, it's literally. Where is it? I got it right here. Am I um, asking the hard questions right now? Chris Hughes <laughs> just dying. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst section ever. Two blowhards. <laughs> Uh, no, basically, it's just it's just the primary and the secondary colors, and then the three red, orange, and yellow are listed as warm palette, blue, purple, or blue, violet, and green are the cold palette, and then it's got a little like a column here saying how to pick your complementary colors and stuff. Okay, so they just want a complementary. Got it. Yeah, it's just it's but it's giving you the list, you know, the basic warm palette, cold palette, complementary colors. So if you have no concept of that, they're you know here. This is at least so you can pick. But with three colors in each one, it's almost like, you know, when the Reaper does the tricolors, you know, little sets set up for you. Hey, man, that I mean, that's that's great news for the section. And I think that that's something that you could take and you could apply it to a cape or 
like the inside of a jacket really kind of easily. Um, and that totally is freehand. I, I think painting patterns totally qualifies. So, Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know? Absolutely. And if you're doing some like, you know, era, aristocracy, what, um, <laughs> vampire Lord, you know, um, I think that totally would pair with, you know, a Von Karstein with a cape or something. You can get that in the fantasy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I hear you. I hear you. Tone on tone greens. Make it real subtle and dope. I'm putting that on the docket. It's going on the hobby list. So, speaking of the hobby list, why don't we take a break and come back with the toolbox from Chaos Orc Superstore? Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Right, folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Toolbox, hobby, and other. Oh yeah, what's going on? He's working on what? Well, Broder's working on skinks, apparently. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've already got my. Um, I'm looking at bits, right? I, I, I think in the last episode I had said I'm. My goal there is to take best lizard man, and um, and I'm actually kind of serious about that, and so. I've been working on an actual competitive list in comparison to what I took to PACA, and it requires a lot of skinks to be painted based on what I've got today. So, are we uh, looking at a skink cloud? Um, there are no source in my list. So I, I do, because of my assumption that I'll need fortitude, I'm putting together a couple packs of ranked-up skinks with banners. But... Um, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, that works for me. I, uh, I, in addition to, um, because you can never have enough projects, I'm actually filing and cleaning um, some, some. Uh, can I say 40K on, on this show? I've got some <laughs> Tau Fire Warriors in front of me. I don't know. Oh, sure. I thought that would be kind of cool if I, to, to paint them up. I wanted to do like a, I want to try a black and white 
you know, sort of Star Wars Imperial Stormtrooper, but not make them look like Stormtroopers and see if I can pull it off. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm just playing with these dudes right now. Not, not sure where they're going to end up. Interesting. I like the sounds of that, though. Yeah. Very cool. So you're, you're working in parallel. Look at you multitasking and everything. I, I find it's it's a it's a way to keep things fresh. Like if yeah. if I'm sick of skinks, then I can play with guns for a minute or two, and then when these guys get boring, I can switch it up. You know, I it, it's a it's a good way for me to keep hobbying and avoid burnout. Nice. Yeah. That's a pro tip. That's a pro tip. There you go. Right. <laughs> right there. Thank you. I'm writing that down. So, what about you, Mister You? Well, uh, similar to Rotor, I am working on projects concurrently. One mm-hmm. is that Arachnorock. Right. That um, I am painting for Alex Nikotenko, who's going to be taking it to the Masters. So when what? this puppy, yeah. What is he trying to lose? No, far the exact opposite. Wow. So I won't go into detail on his list, but it does serve a pretty good purpose. I don't know anything about competitive play, so I'm sure he's got a plan. I don't either. It makes, it makes a super dope display board if he's going Paragon or whatever. Mm. But uh, Probably not, though. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, working on that, and that'll be the first tournament action that it will see. Uh, but I'm looking forward to playing it myself eventually at some point so is wait now so he is using your is he using some of your models or is he going solely with your models mm, he's using some of my models okay uh the arachnorock uh is the only one that's not painted so it's kind so of is some the arachnorock yours and you're gonna loan it to him or yes. is it his and you're gonna okay yeah it's mine that i will loan to him i liked yours although you used a lot of reds and whites so but which matched the color scheme of your 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 squigs and stuff like that but I know some people are like, "Oh, it looks like a like a crab." Yeah, so we will we will dub it the Crab Rock. <laughs> it because, did look like that, and it looked legit. Did you mean for that? Were you influenced by that? Uh, I thought when I when I chose the colors, I thought, "Okay, it, it could end up looking like a crab," but I'm just going to roll with it. I thought it looked awesome. I thought it was really sharp. Thanks. Uh, nice, nice blend. Uh, I joke with Alex that uh, all it needs is some melted butter and like a. One of those crap, those metal crab crackers that nice. I can model up as a war machine. Great! You can go with a whole, <laughs> a whole shellfish theme in your next right. army. That all the there. orcs are wearing like bibs. <laughs> anyway, or they got little crab shell ha- or like clam shell helmets or something like that. All right, you killed it, David. Oh, I took it too far. Okay. <laughs> I see how that is. I'm so sorry. Pardon me. Listen. So Alex is bringing some of his. So I mean, so I mean, because I know they have up, they have that separate little painting or hobbyist award that they're doing. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm part of the committee, but the you know they got the painting award. So I uh-huh. Alex. I mean, so he's but he's got some of his own units. So you might see some of his what the airbrushed banners that he's got and the stuff that he did right, right. in there. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's going to shake out in terms of okay. who's eligible for that, etc. So uh, yeah. I don't think he's really concerned about that. Oh, okay. Um, the other thing is, in preparation for Holy Wars, I've switched gears back to High Elves, of all things. Yeah. Ooh, the red ones? No, my no. old ones that are already painted. Brutal. Yeah, oh. so what I'm doing, what I've done to this point, is I've redone the bases on pretty much the whole 2,500-point list, which is all cavalry. 
Um, so they're, they're much, the bases, I think, are a little tighter. Um, it's more cohesive. You're going bunch, all Cav? Plus three bull throwers. And two Phoenixes? No, no Phoenixes. No uh, Phoenixes. So I'm, I'm going to try, the, I'm going to get some stick here, but the thousand point Malekith. Nice. So what? the Eternity yeah. King list. Yeah, yeah. Boy, oh boy. I know. I extra, know. extra. Ranks, re-rolling ones. Bring in the Malekith. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen. Oh, please. Oh, hey, please. It's the end times. If you're going to play oh, in the sewers. We're changing the, we're changing the name of the show from Garage Hammer to... Chris Hughes Ring Give me Army that Hammer. trophy, please, Hammer. <laughs> oh, oh, whatever. <laughs> hey, there are going to be plenty of other end times lists there, so it's it's par for the course. I'm yeah. just another guy, you know, a regular Joe. Wow. <laughs> if we're all supers, then no one is. Wow. Hey, that is. That, that's war that, machine you are talk. working it. If everybody's broken, nobody's broken. That's it. That's Isn't that true, though? That I think that's actually the motto in in War Machine. Yeah, so, that's what's congratulations. Yeah, yeah. You're on page five now, dog. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's an arms race. If everyone has nuclear weapons, then no one's going to start a war. <laughs> okay. You do realize that not everybody's got these options, right? <laughs> they could. Hey, listen. Exactly. Screw you. You if you did you can you can go out and get uh, it's, one it's, of the big models and a whole army behind it too. That's the point. Well, two two Go main points. Here. You got to spend. You want to win. You got to spend. You got to spend. Agreed. Two. So two main points here. One. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's not hard today. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. One. You know what whack this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? Let's reboot. Even I could take the hardest list there, and I still won't win the whole thing. I'll probably come in like top third or whatever. Same as I always do. So oh, there's I can that. See my self esteem is rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come in last. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the other thing is it's a great, great modeling opportunity in that that um, the Privateer Press Archangel Dragon, which oh, I love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you sit an elf knight, in this case Malekith, whatever, like the Dragon Rider on top of it, it's it looks hot. Was that the intention the whole time or – after seeing Skeletti's dragon, were you like, "All right, I'm I'm going for it"? Uh, no, it was before. I kind of hemmed and hawed. Do I use this as a uh, um, soul grinder, or it could be a high elf dragon with a guy on it? And so I had I took some pictures and, and tweeted it even. Yeah, uh, I know, should I do this or should I do that? Uh, but I don't remember seeing Skeletti's at Wapaka. But you know, the more I think about it, and then when I saw Malakith's stats, I'm like, oh. I got to use them at least once in a tournament, and I got the okay from Steve and company to use the old, the the uh, existing high elf lord on dragon, kind of as a proxy. But I feel like oh, that's kind of like cheating a little bit. Cheater. It, it, it just in terms of using that model for the to represent him <laughs> to represent Malekith. Yeah, I don't think that's cheating. I think that's an acknowledgement that the current Malekith, so current as it is, is. Really not current, man. That thing is unusable. It's a little dated. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Oof. So, I don't know. I got about a month. The only thing left is that dragon. I could do it. 
someone is actually sending me Ryan Taylor out of Colorado is actually sending me the Malekith Rider miniature. Oh, nice! So all I got to do is paint it and get it ready. I, I think I'm going to do it. Are you going to put it on a 50 mil base so it matches the old base? That way, <laughs> you should really just it's, find a way to bolt it on. Hey, that's his base size. I ain't, you no, know. actually, Mister Smarty Pants, I'm going the exact opposite. It is going to be on an, an Arachnorock base. Oh, Whoa! You, and, and as a nod to my opponent, ballsy. That's that's not a nod to your opponent. That's just you're just you're just like bring it. Pretty much. To, yeah. to be fair, that model's huge. What what does it come on for Privateer Press? Like 120 round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it is gigantic. Yeah. But a thousand point character, Malekith, it's got to be an epic model. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just like him on his little teeny dragon. <laughs> the little spindly thing? Yeah, he, he doesn't look like much, but he's got it where it counts. See? That's what that's, the, oh, that's okay. deceptive. What a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I see so, what there. Yeah, so that's where I'm, the only thing I struggle with is if I put all this time painting this great model in six months from now, are they going to say, okay, end times characters, we're done with those, no one can use them? Well, then we'll have to use them for our epic battles in the basement with four or five thousand point armies full of special characters. And yeah, but I can only get I can only get rocked by you so many times. I'm going oh, yeah, to I'm going to lose hard. Hey, what can I? Hey, I lose when I come to your house. You lose when you come to my house. That seems to be how it shakes down. So, yes, yeah, are you? Would you magnetize the rider? Pop him off? Definitely, yeah. Make it kind of easy for yourself to give yourself options. Future-proof it, bro. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. Check back in with me in a couple weeks, and I should have some Malekith pictures for you. Wow. Well, I hope you get that trophy. I hope it's worth it, bro. <laughs> Am I selling my soul? Am I selling out? Nope. Uh, you've been a high elf player for how long, and now you're leading your army with Malakith, <laughs> and you're asking if you're selling out. I yeah, believe that's hey, that's the definition of selling out. <laughs> hey, if Malakith has the convinced, book, he's the Phoenix King. Holy I've always been a Caladorian at heart. Holy buckets! Calador has <laughs> he has been a Calador. Oh, I mean, oh, that, oh. the red, they, they've they've followed they flocked to Malakith's banner. The red oh. let's okay. He was doing the red high elves. The 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 high elves. From or the pre-sundering, pre-sundering elves before, that were yeah influenced by yeah, Cain before so this angry. book came out and and everybody's mm-hmm. doing sure. it now so now he yeah. has to quit now he's not doing them well everyone else is doing it I can't do what everyone else is doing see right. do my own thing you were right. doing your own thing like everybody's Malachi. copying you <laughs> <laughs> I gotta so be dope. so original <laughs> what a fresh take Malachi. <laughs> hey anything that's published. Is going to be done by someone at some point. So, right. yeah. <laughs> wow, doesn't leave me many options. Anyway, nope. this is going to be actually <laughs> sports vote right here. They it's a, it's a cool list. model, and you're a good painter, so I'm sure this thing's going to come together. And I'd like to see pictures. I am for the first time happy that I'm not going to Holy Wars because I do not want to fight, fight a dude like that. That's bananas. You just yeah, I, you just made someone happy. They're not going to be at a tournament with you, Chris. You haven't even gotten there yet, and your list <laughs> has made people pleased to not be there. So that's so fast, you, much you rock. You are you are. That's 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 fine. Uh, you know, if if that's what happens, that's all right. But again, there is going to be a lot of a lot of hard lists there. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> just justification. <laughs> 
To be fair, though, I mean, <laughs> been doing ten minutes of justifying. Dude, I really like those guys. Nagareth, uh, dude. I've always wanted to play Malekith. I've always been like, why couldn't he be a high elf? So, so the okay. So part of it is. I feel like we have to go into the archives of Garage Hammer now and find all the times that Chris has said something negative about this dude and just make like a 10-minute super cut. End times, bro. Okay, I'd have to listen to 400 hours of my own nonsense. I'm, to I'm find fine with all that. the selling. Well, you're, you're a natural glutton, Dave. Get to it. <laughs> I'm this a natural is... glutton. Yes, we'll, I've we'll, succeeded at something. We'll put this right behind A Thousand Zombies as another really great project you for you. Oh, hey, speaking of which. See what I did? I guess this is onto my hobby time, right? Please. All right. So, uh, so we got to have a hobby discussion here, boys. A couple of oh, things. We'll talk. <laughs> time for time for some yeah, some real talk. Um, first of all, I'm having a lot of fun with my VC, and I got these new Chris Tomlin models. I'm just all I'm waiting for. I think I'm only waiting on one more model from him. I'm going to be getting the uh, the uh, Manfred Mortark. Um. But I'm having so much fun, and I got some of these new toys, and I want to paint them. Like, I want to paint up my, the, the, whatever those new things are called. What are the new things called? The, the I don't know. The new things. Bar, from Bargasts? No, the. No, the. Morgasts? Uh, Morgeist? Morgast? Well, yeah, I want to paint those, and I want to paint my other PC stuff. So, um, I'm really torn. If I want to keep work, I mean, I kind of want to keep working on the dwarfs. I've got that one unit out, but like only that unit that I've been working on is still out. Like everything else is kind of away, making room for the VC stuff because I actually want to keep doing that stuff. So, so what's the issue? Uh, yeah, what well, talking about? You know what? I just, I, I feel kind of guilty. Like I've been waiting to do these dwarfs for so long, and I've actually got it started, and it's looking good. But I'm playing with the VC all the time, and it's like I need some other things that I want to put into this army. And so it's like, well, do I want to rush and try to get through the dwarfs to do it, or do I just want to make them my little side pet hobby project and keep working in earnest on my Undead Legions? Cause Are I'm you talking about for tournaments or just pickup games at oh, home? You know what? I mean, kind of for both. I mean, I, I mean... It, Basically, there's the thing. I don't have a tournament. I don't have enough painted dwarfs ready to take to a tournament. So I either have to do a whole army. Are you close or are you far? Oh, I'm far. I'm like super far. Like I could take some of my old stuff, but that stuff is just, I mean, it's it's so poorly painted and stuff. And I've got so much cool VC stuff that I've been working on. I just kind of like I'm. I'm thinking of I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on this one unit, and it'll help the it'll help get a break from some of the VC monotony because you know it can get monotonous. Yeah. Keep how back how many unit. points did you get from Tomlin? Dude, I didn't even add it up. I got sixty of the old metal ghouls, which were so awesome. Why did they change oh to those new ghouls? Oh my gosh! Of all the design choices they've made in the last five years, that is the worst. Oh. It, oh. I hate the. I don't even remember seeing the old ghouls. The new ghouls have been there since since I started playing. Oh, and God. when I saw them, I'm like, oh, these are awesome. They really are. So I yeah. got those. I got a bunch of the a bunch of fell bats. A bunch of I got the casket. Um, a bunch of cryptors. A bit. A bunch of uh, other stuff. A couple of cool characters. Uh, you, two you, want, uh, you want my take on it? Yeah. Here's what I would do if I were you. If you You've tell been... me to sell my dwarves or burn them, I'm going to. Well, burn it. 
That is a good idea. <laughs> but I wouldn't, thanks. I'm not going to suggest, suggest okay. that. You've been pl- painting VC forever. And Ever. so you've had this major windfall of painted VC, you know, gifted to you. Right. I would just kind of ride those wins and play those if, if you if you want, but then switch your hobby focus back to your your bearded lumps. Maybe okay, I see what and you're then, saying. You know what I mean? And put some time into those. Yeah. That's, You've sort of in in a way the these new VC I mean it's it's his old like tournament list, so you've got at least twenty four hundred points painted. Um, you've essentially got a brand new list, brand new army that you can play with, and then you can combo platter it well with your existing stuff. So you've got a lot of like list permutations to play with, just in what you own that's completely painted. Never mind starting a new project. So I agree. Um, I just disagree on using dwarves. I'd say it's time for you to pick up the Skaven mantle. Because mm. you're the king of a thousand models, and mm. that's right up your alley, dog. But I already He's sold jump off, off Harrison. We already sold off Harrison's Skaven army. One, so that's not going to happen. Two, well, um, a lot of the stuff Tomlin had was already stuff I had in my list. Now you got more. So yeah, Isn't so that's sort of the concept of th- behind a thousand zombies. Except having more, the, more, now more. I have three Terrorgeists and three Vargulfs, which hey, is more of beautiful. That's all. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think basically you have to paint Nagash now. I think that's what that's we're landing there. on. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. I will. I want to paint Nagash because I want yeah, to be able to you, take you him. You need to and... paint him up so we can play a fun game, him versus uh, Malekith. Oh, I see. I see where that's Garage going. gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Hobby gaming at its finest. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. So, it's yeah. fun to win, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to uh, think about that, I guess. But so... Uh, well, I'll have to keep thinking about it. Um, oh, the by the time this airs, the Hobby Progress Challenge should be up. Oh, um, you're doing one this year? Again. Yes, we were. I was supposed to have it at the end of January because I wanted to run it at the end of January to the end of January, and I totally didn't get it up because I got finals. I just finished finals today. My draft is pretty good. I stole a bunch of it from the independent characters, and there's. Uh, no, they they're just, going away. So what does it matter? They have it lined up. Oh, I'm so sad. That's like I am too. Oh, that's like the best. It's the only one I listen to. Yeah, I know. It's the one that's consistent. It goes right to the top of the queue when it comes in. But um, So it's it's going up a month late. (coughs) I'm going to put it up. I'll be up by the time we're talking. It's going to start officially right at the beginning of March. Uh, There are some changes uh, since we're giving away a couple of prizes, and they look like they're going to be cool prizes again. Um, We're going to, you know have some actual rules to make sure people are consistently posting. Uh, but we're going to do 2200 instead of 2400 since we're going to run March to the end of January. So we're going to lose a month. So I lost 200 points. Um, so that's about 200 points a month. And we are going to... I did work in stuff for terrain. So if you want to make terrain, there are some limits to what you can do and there's point values assigned to it. But if you're painting up terrain, buildings, painting up the hills, painting up your forests, that's going to count for some points too because people have asked if that can count. And if that helps you get your table full of terrain, then good for you. Baller. Does um, Are the prizes Games Workshop-based prizes or are they Mantic prizes? Uh, well, this year's prize actually, which oh, we're going to have to talk about that on the next episode. Um, is uh, we, we've got a big old copy of Dreadfleet for the hobbyist who wins the hobby, who gets the hobby challenge, and then uh, I think we got a, a, some backup Garage Hammer stuff for second place or for the random prize. And next year I'm not certain what we're going to be getting, but we're going to have a you know we're working on getting a you know bunch of prizes. Dreadfleet, huh? 
Hey, if you're a hobbyist, what better way to prove it than to paint up those? <laughs> how how is the actual game? Is it a fun game? It's fun. There's not enough cards, like the cards that have the, all the random stuff happen to you. Like there's not there's enough no, of those. Yeah, I mean it's just it. Eventually, you learn what they are because there's only like a couple dozen. I oh, there's not enough variation. Yeah, so the sure. game winds up without enough variation to. Make you play it a lot, but it is a fun game. And when it's painted up, it, it looks nice. It's nice, but it's just kind of there's a lot of painting going on there for not a lot of playing. So, but they that was another nice. project that I had started, and it just killed me. So couldn't couldn't finish them. So maybe it's, it's time. Maybe, maybe I'm going to go hey. win it. Maybe I'm going to go win it and go uh, finish it this time. There buddy. you go. So I'm aiming for it. But that's what we're doing. So you guys just go to the forums and check out the rules and how many points you can get for terrain and stuff like that, and we're going to get it started. Um, and it'll be rolling as of the 1st of March. So it'll run from the 1st of March till the end of January. And real, we- real real, talk question. Yeah. Um, with the rumors of ninth around the corner, do you anticipate a lot of people are going to start a new army in March? Um. Well, I mean... Some people, I mean, it's just you're painting twenty two hundred points of stuff. I mean, a lot of people just have a lot to paint, so I'm hoping people will want to want to paint their stuff. Enjoy well, that. and they also they have a year; they could jump on over the summer when ninth drops. And yeah, you never right, know. Speed paint that army. I mean, people are still painting stuff. That's what I'm figuring. You know. All right. Hey, what do I know? If not, just asking questions, man. If if it doesn't get as, as much of a response as we'd hope, then we reevaluate it next year. That's right. my plan. But for now, we're throwing it up there. See what happens. Gotta keep Are the you going to do alive. it then? Are you going to commit this time? Oh, maybe. You should. I plan on. I'm asking some hard questions today, <laughs> buddy. You're bringing the heat. I got you. So I should. I should join for the challenge and, and paint up a bunch of stuff. So, and I got and that <laughs> another excuse to paint my terrain. Yes. Oh, gosh. You definitely need to do that. Oh, get off my back. Okay. Don't so, get off your butt and start painting it. <laughs> I nice should. Rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Nice. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, on that note, um, we're going to take another break. Um, and then when we come back oh, – actually, we're going to take a break, and um, we're going to – through the through the magic of, of audio, uh, we're going to leave Rotor for a few moments – and we're going to come back and talk to Ryan Nickel, who won um, best uh, overall at Wapaka this year. And, Twice. Yeah, this is his second time, too. Yeah. Anyway. Rotor, hang out on your spaceship. We'll be right back. Hurtful. <laughs> that guy in the garage hammer shirt who cares about him look at that guy with the garage hammer hoodie that's right guys nothing tells the ladies i'm one of the gaming elite like garage wear so hurry to garagehammer.net slash store and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gamer chicks are talking about remember boys first you get your gear then you win all your games then you get the chicks that's right, boys. The only gamers we notice are in 
Garage Gear. And we're back with some more Garage Hammer, joined by our friend, Ryan Nickel. How's it going, Ryan? It's going good. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. Thanks for hopping on with us. And uh, yeah, you've been a busy guy. Ryan Nickel. You know, they got something going on. Midwest Masters rep, the the Hormel Master member, some (laughs) might say leader of the Twisted Troop. Not by like membership, but you're just like you know racking up all the big wins. So, and yeah, winner of oh. um, Wapaka overall. I mean, weren't you just saying before we came on, you were like the best in the Twisted Troop? You were like Jake Murphy. Uh, oh, now you're putting words in my mouth. Oh, oh, you know, I might be paraphrasing. I'm sorry, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Not okay. I don't want to start trouble. No, I. Uh, no, I, I. I just. I'm, I was glad to win because, you know, I don't know if you listen to Ohio Hammer, but once Jake won Buckeye Battles, they were, they were talking about how he was going to take over the Twisted Troop, and, you know, he was going to just be leading the charge, and who was Ryan Nickel? So yeah, I, I heard to, something like my that. Foot so. down. <laughs> Did it in a big way, too. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, at Wapaka, you did win overall, uh, and tell us a little bit about your army list. Sure. Um, so I'm sh- I'm sure you guys remember seeing the big bad dragon boy, Emmerich um, himself was was leading the army. Uh, so after that, it was pretty much just about getting fortitude on the table. Um, so my other characters were uh, a noble on barded steed, a uh, sword of might, jeez, um, enchanted shield for the one up, and then I had him in a unit of five dragon princes. Uh, with standard bear musician, mm-hmm. and then I had a level one fire with the dispel scroll, uh, which he was actually kind of fun to use all weekend. Um, literally, I would just pick six dice up and okay, say three d six fireball at pick a unit, you know. So it took a lot of the thought out of the magic phase, which was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> but, you know, and then I rounded it out with the stupid warhammer. It's just not a tactical game. Look, you can just six dice anything. You don't need talent. Yeah. You just need broken characters and six dice. I hate this game. Yep. Yeah, that's how you win, right there. <laughs> right. No, I, uh, and then I, had, I had two units of, like, I think, 10 or 11 archers, um, a unit of 10 Seaguard, um, a unit of five Reavers with bows, um, and then a Frost Heart. So I ended up with, I think, six Fortitude, but then I had the negative one for Imric, uh for a total of five. Very nice. Okay. So, it's pretty a well balanced uh, list. Some some combat, some shooting, uh, a little bit of magic for flavor, and Seagard, yeah. What are what are those? Hey, that, that that's where that's when you only have twenty four mo- archer models painted, <laughs> but you don't want to put ten spearmen on the table with this list because they're just going to not do anything the whole game. Right. So you give them both. <laughs> okay, <laughs> makes sense. Yep. Uh, did you get a lot of practice games with Emric uh, before Wapaka? Uh, not too many. Um, I went to Eric West had a little like wild pack of primer at his house uh, for his birthday weekend. I got three games in uh, that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brad and Andrea were both there. They brought, you know, Carl Franz and Nagash to that. So, um, okay. and then 
I think I had maybe one other game with Imrik. I played uh, Joe Pecoraro's Lizardman. So I think I had four games with him before the tournament. Okay, and how did you do in those four games? Uh, I went 3-0-1, oh, so I drew one of them against Jake. Hmm, okay. And like I said, I mean, if you count the Friday tournament before Opaca, I used my exact same Paca list in that Friday tournament. So and that just would be another three games. Remind me, uh, how many points is Imrik? He's 810. 810, so so big chunk of, of your list there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you feel that uh, a, a model that expensive, does he is he forgiving in terms of reclaiming the amount of points that he's worth? Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, like in my games, he either did got zero victory points but kept my opponents from getting victory points by just being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and threatening them and being ready to countercharge. Um, but then there was a couple games where with he just he just, he just got some ran rough shot. just ran over everything. So okay. it, it's kind of it was kind of it was kind of a unique experience with him because he, he's really powerful and you want to get him into combat, but you're also sitting there thinking if I lose him, I'm in trouble. So you don't yeah. want to, you don't really want to, because like, he's not, he's not, you know, he's stubborn for one turn of the game. If I remember to blow the horn before I get flank charged or something, mm-hmm. um, so it it is possible to lose him. I almost lost him against Jake. I I broke against um, Witch Elf Horde, uh, and he but he couldn't run me down. And then I he got down to one wound against another Witch Elf Horde before I killed the last remaining one. <laughs> so, so you've never actually lost him, then, have you? It doesn't sound like I it. actually have not. Never lost him. Interesting. Nice. And I've had twelve or yeah, twelve twelve games with him now. So when it comes to Imric and the the super characters, you know, that, that kind of are new to the scene, do you feel especially after your Wapaka experience, do you feel that if those characters are allowed that they're kind of required in order to be truly competitive? Um, in other words, if you, if you if you take if you don't take one of those super characters and or an end times list, are, are those other players then at a disadvantage? Um, you know, I, at a disadvantage, you know, um, maybe. I mean, especially with the host of the Eternity King, when you're basically getting the the best of the both worlds with the special rules for high elves and dark elves. Um, you know, and then like the Legion of Chaos, you know, you get the Reign of Chaos, which is so good that some tournaments have even just, nope, you don't get the Reign of Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh, that, really? Some I tournaments comp it just right out of the book. Um, yes. and then, so, so I think, I think there, there are definitely some advantages for all the Legion lists and there's big, there's advantages for taking the, the big characters. I mean, there are a lot of points for good reason because they're really powerful but um especially in the case of imrik he doesn't cast spells um so if he doesn't get into combat he doesn't do anything so if your opponent has the right list that can either flee from him or you know maybe try to tie him up with something mm-hmm. um then he's in trouble you know like he's only got magic for the first round of combat so if like I didn't get the charge off and like say, say I was playing Dave and he got a spirit host into me or hex race. 
I I, yeah, I can't do anything, trouble. you know. So oh yeah. Um, so he's got some, get on the charge. He does have some drawbacks. Okay. Yeah, his lens only but, is, only works on the charge. Right. Yeah. So to, to, I guess to answer your question, do I think they don't stand a chance? No, I think they have a, a great chance, especially you know like a, a goblin shooting army with war machines could could do some damage. Um, you know, a dwarf shooting army, but you know when when you go to a tournament where cannons are comped, <laughs> I mean that, yeah. that definitely helps the big characters. Yeah. Yep. It, and I think they were just sticking to their guns. I mean, they didn't know that uh, these these characters were coming out when they made the cannon announcement. And I was looking forward right. to the tournament when they made that announcement. But they, they they did stick to their guns after the fact. So I can I can respect them for that. But it did have an impact, I think, uh, to some extent. Yeah, and I mean, they they wanted to encourage people to bring the giants, you know. Mm-hmm. So they they didn't want people to be like, well, there's just gonna be a bunch of cannons now to kill my giant, so I'm not gonna bring it. You know, they they, they wanted to encourage that and. Uh, at the same time, they encouraged other monsters, you know, and monster characters. So, you mentioned um, some tournaments comping out things like the Reign of Chaos table, etc. How do you think uh, these new editions, these new books, etc., will impact the tourney scene? And specifically, if you could touch on how it might impact the masters, if at all. Um. So, for this year, the only impact it's having on masters is the fifty-fifty. Um, Lords and Heroes and the Lore of Death is in, but special characters aren't allowed at Masters this year, um, and probably won't be in the future. So, you know, those the the actual characters are probably likely not going to find their way into Masters based on the way that the votes would go. Um, but I, I can see, you know, um, them allow you know them allowing potentially a Legion of Chaos or um, Undead legions or one of the other armies, you know, in the future, um, if the rest of the armies kind of maybe get something similar. Uh, mm-hmm. But right now, um, especially if we keep using Swedish, the Swedish comp has just basically said that that's that's all scenario stuff um, or campaign stuff, and it's not not actual rules except for where GW chose to fack it in. So. I think it's all up in the air right now. You know, where's where are we going to be in 2016? You know, I, I can't I can't answer that with all the rumors going around. But I, I would I mean I wouldn't mind seeing some some if you know maybe not all of it. Obviously, you know I think I think some of the the magic rules and some of the nasty characters maybe maybe they they mm-hmm. don't really have a place in some of these 2,000 2,400 point tournaments. But um, but, but I, I do it was like a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. I do like um, tournaments allowing them and people using them uh, to at least try it out. I mean, I, I think we, the community owes it to itself to at least try it out before rendering any judgment. Well, and the yeah. thing is, even if one group decides, hey, we're going to do this at our tournament, you know, variety is nice. You know, maybe it's not every tournament. Life, some say. Yeah. It is. You know, maybe not every, maybe you don't want Nagash at every tournament, but I mean, you know, we bought the models. We want to, you know, if you, if you know, that that's my whole thing with Wapaka was you knew these guys were coming. So you either prepped for it or you didn't, but you can't really blame the tournament. You knew there wouldn't be a lot of cannons. You knew there was going to be a lot of big guys. And I think it's fun to have that every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, and I mean, going into the tournament, I, I, I mean, I 
I was sitting there, and my actual my first list had a Star Dragon Prince because I just you know he's a lot of fun, and I was like, man, I can get him in now with fifty percent lords, like I can get him you know tooled up, whatever. And then Imric came out, and I was like, man, in the fluff and stuff, Imric's been one of my favorite characters, like second favorite after Altharian. It's like maybe I'll give him a try. And he turned out to be freaking awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> Lived up to the hype, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, that's what Jake, when he was looking on his list, he's like, you know, I don't know if I want to bring Malekith. He's kind of stupid. He's, he's, he's just too good and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, well, look at it this way. After Wapak, there's a good chance you'll never be able to play him in a tournament again. So maybe yeah, just, that's just roll with it and have fun. <laughs> Smoke him so, if you got him, so to speak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so what was your hardest game at Paco? Um, I'd say I had two that were a tie, uh, my first and last, uh, my last being against Mike Scaletti and Malekith. Um, it was so the thousand point Malekith, the thousand point Malekith, the nigh unkillable, um, dude. And I just going into it, I just knew that. It, it it all came down to how much could Malekith kill and how much could Immer kill before, you know, and then, you know, who can get the most of the other stuff from each other, right? So, and I knew that if he got all of my stuff and I got all his stuff, well, he still wins because he's got a thousand point character. I've got an 810, so he can get, you know, 1190. Um, but it didn't end up working out that way. Malekith and Immer kind of just threatened each other and, other things and never really actually saw combat. So, um, and that's the same kind of way it went for my first game, which was against Chris Tomlin. Um, both of these games were just super cagey. Like, like I remember against Tomlin, we had three arc of sights on the table at once and he had a laser pointing just to, I'm like, all right, how you know, it's like, how do I get this archer unit out of the arc of both frost arts? <laughs> you know, like if I march and wheel this way, I can. I think I can avoid the charge. And sure enough, I did save those archers for another turn. He had to reposition and gave me a chance to use my frost to take heart to take out one of his. And it just became a positioning game. And rather than putting Imric in a position where I could start taking out his archer blocks and his other stuff, I just counter counter moved his star dragon prince and said, "All right, I'm going to give you these dragon princes if you want them." But if you take them, Imric's going to charge you. Hmm. So, and he never did it. So his his Star Prince and his BSB on Pegasus or on Great Eagle never saw combat because I just mirrored his movement really with Imric and just and and then on the on the backside I beat him. I I just beat him because I hmm. was able to take out more of his stuff that he took out of mine. So, well, that that's the sort of game you'd expect with two Elven armies, right? A game of precision and. You know, yep. airtight, all about movement. Yeah, and then it, was, it went the same way with Scuddy. It's kind of like a big time, like movement. Like you, you know, just taking out one of dark riders could be the difference in the game. And it, and it right. turned out that that was pretty much the way it worked. Like, I mean, um, I didn't get the the max win because I only got like four hundred points off him. But at the end of the game, I had a unit of one sea guard, a unit of like two archers, a unit of like. <laughs> three archer like he just couldn't finish anything off so i ended up you know winning that game like 400 and something victory points to like to zero Jeez, but it was just super like movement was so big you know positioning mm-hmm. arc of sights like oh 
It's one of those ones where your your brain hurts at the end of it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's grueling, but it's it's a well earned victory at the end of it, and uh, yeah, it paved the way for you for for best overall. So now yeah. that you've uh, won the the crown of best overall at Wapaka, what's what's next for you? Um, what's next for me? Well, probably getting slaughtered at Masters. <laughs> uh. Uh, but I I'm going to you know I got Masters coming up uh, in a few weeks here. Um, super excited about it. Um, not super jazzed about my list just because despite playing high elves for four years, I only have certain things painted, so I can't really adjust my list too much from where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, like at some of the other tournaments, like I'm not, I'm, you know, so it's, I'm going to have fun. I, I, I know my list. I've played this list a lot, so I think that will help, but is it? Super? Is it, am I confident in its ability to take on some of the stuff that's probably going to be there? Not really, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm definitely excited to to go to the Masters and do that. And then uh, after, right now, all my hobby time, I'm actually working on um, a thousand points for the Adepticon team tournament um, that uh, I got to get done, and it's pretty much starting from starting from scratch. So I got a lo- I got a long ways to go. What's your What's your thousand points that you're working on? Uh, it's going to be um, Nurgle, Warriors of Chaos, all mounted. Um, and then I'm playing with Michael Jordahl, and he's doing all mounted Orcs and Goblins. And every single mount is a boar. Oh, oh, oh I've seen his picks on Twitter. They're, so they're we, we, good. Our, team, our team is called Thick Skin for the Win. <laughs> um, and so we're, nice. we're, he's got 10 Goblin Wolf Riders that are on boars and another 10 Goblin Wolf Riders on boars. And then he's got Savage Orc Boar Boys. Wow. You never see those. <laughs> it's yeah. too bad because they're really nice models. Oh, and I'm using all the Savage Orc Boars for my boars. And then I'm mixing in Blight King conversions and, nice. um, you know, uh, Marauder Horsemen. So it, it should be a, it's going to be a really fast list and it should be a lot of fun. I don't know how super competitive it's going to be, but this will be the first time I'm like actually working on an army just for the team tournament. I mean, I, I'm going to expand it eventually, but like the start of the army is for the team tournament, you know? So right. Excellent. pretty excited. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Well, we'll be pulling for you guys at the masters, you know, we'll represent the Midwest. So good luck when you guys go out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think we got a pretty solid team. Um, I I've gotten I've looked at seven of the ten lists, and um, I like I'm like what I see them so far. I, I need to look. At, I got three more to look at, but I haven't seen all of them. I saw about four or five of them though, and I'm like, okay. oh, this looks good. <laughs> yeah. And then you saw mine. You're like, oh, what's he doing? Well, if the Midwest doesn't uh, take best overall at the Masters, then uh, you guys can just stay out there. Yeah. Don't bother, don't, don't bother coming home. <laughs> Dude, you got so much to live up to from last year. I mean, I know best sports, best painted, best overall. You know, it's it, and it's going to be. It's all going to look poorly on me if we don't do well. Because, well, you know, the only important award is the team award, and we're not going to win that one anyway. So it's anyway, okay. <laughs> um, any other legitimate, uh, legitimate award? Only one. Any yeah. any other things that we uh, that you wanted to cover, Ryan? No, I mean, if you guys, yeah, if, if you didn't have any more more questions for me, um, I just, you know, I I just appreciate you guys come, having me, want to talk to me, and you know. oh, you are welcome on any time, fine sir, and, and you gave us spam. Yes, hey, I'm that sorry spam, there wasn't more of it. That spam single that you gave was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 
It's Welcome just the right it. amount. It makes a perfect sandwich. It's, it's funny because I brought the, I brought those to give to my opponents. Like so, like Adepticon, I had pepperoni sticks. Um, at Wapak, I decided I was going to go with spam singles, but they didn't go over as well because only two people took them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had three left over. I gave to you guys. So yeah, it's it's an acquired taste, but hey, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to take it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, me too. Oh, no, I always try to do something like that. If, like, if I can get some samples and I, I bring in some samples and then I, you know, hey, you know, I work for him. Oh, he, you know, here's some spam or here's some pepperoni. Yeah, a little pr- promoting uh, the product. No, you know, wait, you know, makes sense. The, real I, quick. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I got to buy my sports cars. <laughs> free, you know, I got to buy my way into them. Well, with use ringer lists, he's got to buy them too at this point. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, I think hey, I might hey, that's okay. I, I I don't I don't get them. At, I don't get them either. And there's no reason uh, I can't buy them either. It just doesn't happen. So, <laughs> but um, so yeah. uh, wait. So the Masters is the last weekend of February, right? Is it the 27th and 28th? No, the 22nd. weekend before that. Oh, it was the weekend before that. 20th. Yep. The, oh, wait. Then when's Holy Wars? Holy the Wars is that last after. weekend of February. Yeah. Oh, oh! I was confused. I thought you would be at Holy Wars on the weekend of the twentieth. Oh, okay. No, that's my birthday week. Okay. So, well, listen. Any last things you want to say? You know about your your club, Twisted Troop, uh, about winning Wapaka. Uh, maybe you wanna maybe you wanna take some venom out on um, on um, Jerry Parsley. You know, because he's the guy who runs the Masters. Everybody knows he's a he's a lion, thieving, cheating scum who's doing this for his own personal glory. Do you want to say anything about him? Yeah, now's, now's your chance. It's open mic. Yeah. No, I, 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 I only got good things to say about Jerry. I think uh, he's you done know a what? great that's job. That, that's that Midwest kindness and hospitality. That's what that I mean, is right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's not perfect, but, you know, I think he's doing, done it's a pretty good job. It's not perfect on purpose because Jerry's a d- Hey, that's cuckoo good. clock there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just – I'm just glad that the the Masters has, has started. I think it's it's great. I mean, look at all the the different regions we had at Wapaka. Oh yeah, um, we had a ton of regions at Rock Wars. It's really, I mean, obviously the tournament was set up to determine who the best in the U.S. is, um, but I think most people are just kind of embracing it as a a great way to meet people from all over the country and then um, learn about other tournaments and you know just I don't know. I just I think it's just it's a, great it's a good first step. You know, you got to establish. You know, the, the get everyone networked and plugged in. Oh, exactly. You got to start somewhere. So yeah, like there's three twisted troopers going. So I guess uh, look at that. We'll, oh. see how we're, we'll see how we do. Our, our our friends on the other side of the city just racking up all the awards. Except for the only real award, which is the cross city, you know, thing back when Harrison was still playing Warhammer, the club challenge. Yeah, you know. Well, that that wasn't Twisted Troop wasn't a part of that. Oh, that's right. You weren't. That wasn't you guys. Yeah, I mean, there, Jake, I think played Jake, in it, you know but he represents would, right. IWFB. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'll, maybe I'll edit this part. Well, if, if any any time you guys want to try to claim that uh, that cup, we are NW two is. is hey, are you guys are you guys in August? Isn't that going down? I'm hoping um, so. Yeah, I think there's a, a IWFB um, that Twisted Joe Pekarauer is organizing. Drudgeon, NW2, first round. How about that? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that sounds good. I think that sounds yeah? fun. Yeah? Yeah, I lose, to all you, I, do, I lose to all the Twisted Troops, so. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, David. You guys talk smack, not not 
bend over. <laughs> no, no, this is the, hey, 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 hey. Is this is a ploy? This is the, this is the reverse psychology. Scene. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I remind them how Jake Murphy has slaughtered me and Chris Walker has slaughtered me, although I don't know if he's not Twisted Troop. Uh, and Ryan oh, Nichols. Chris, Chris is actually NW2. Well, that's right. Now he is. That's right. I'm so glad he joined us because now I don't is have to face him in Do you mean Warhammer anymore, though? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Nickel's beating me, so I just do this whole you know you're going to win, and then they get sloppy and complacent, and then suddenly, plam, out of nowhere, left hook, whack, and then they're the like. Horse in the hair, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. The slow and steady zombie wins that damn race, I'm telling you right now. Hey, those zombies have racked up more victory points against me than I, I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's going to be a lot more coming, so. I, I, I'll never forget that time when that one unit of zombies ran through like two units of archers and a unit of spearmen in like two turns. I'm like, what just happened? Yep, wow. they were flying across the board, racking up static combat res, and your elves had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I still lost the game, but man, was that a, a moral victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll the definitely zombies- get the club on club action going. Should be good. Yeah, well, if you guys are, if you guys are going to make it there, uh, we'll definitely. I mean, if, I'll work, if Joe I'll start allows grudges. You know, start uh, thinking about sure, how you sure. beat us. As long as it's not the same weekend as Adepticon, uh, not Adepticon, <laughs> who cares? Not, as long as it's not the same weekend as Gen Con, because that's... The, Isn't that September? No, it's the last weekend of July, first weekend of August, something like that. Oh, uh, I think this is like middle or okay. late August. Hopefully that should work then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Ryan, thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, really enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. All right, folks, we're going to warp back to the office where Rotor is uh, waiting for us after we left him. So we will be back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mierce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter... Those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Okay, we are back and back. Ryan has said goodbye. Rotor, are you are you have you have you are you back here? Are you with us? Uh, yep, we're uh, coming in for another landing. <laughs> <laughs> Pop my bubble. Let me get down here. Holy crap! All right, what's up? Okay, so Wapaka, 
Yeah, we were just pretty sweet year. Talking to Ryan about tactics and lists and playing and winning, so we figured I got none of that. Take the exact opposite <laughs> trend, cover both ends of the spectrum. I know you are you are winning. You, you brought him some hardware. <sighs> yep, yep. Dan, you got called up there for a bunch too. I think it was ridiculous what went on. So, for those who don't know, why don't you tell them what you took to Wapaka? Oh, well, they listened to the last episode. They should know. Um, I took I took a really bad lizard man list um with a focus on getting frankly on getting my best painted stuff in the list and uh lo and behold it paid off um i went zero and five uh i didn't think i was gonna do that poorly honestly i couldn't i couldn't there was no synergy in my list i couldn't put anything together it was it was kind of a tough tournament to be honest with you guys like uh i didn't see I didn't know how it was going to end, obviously, and so um, I was struggling day two. Man, that that's so own five. Safe to say, while you were going through those games, did you? It sounds like you had a hard time. Did you regret maybe taking those choices at the time? Um, I regretted. I regret nothing. But <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> Hindsight I regret. is twenty twenty. Sure, right. Um, I think. The third game on day one, that was that one was the one where I, you know, I'm sitting at zero and two, and I thought, well, all right, now it's time that I've really got to tighten it up and uh, and and get a victory here, and I didn't, and I think at that point I just tweeted, sitting on zero and three, now I'm gonna just play kids and chicks from here on out, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean that was that was basically you know where I was at was like I'm this isn't going great but then you know you wake up on day two and and you just say well whatever it's fine uh, you kind of get to shake it off you know so um, I don't know I get I I guess I just the one the one thing is I just tried to make sure everybody else was having a, a good game knowing that I wasn't going to be able to put up a legit fight. Like I didn't want to just be like, Oh, this stinks. Here you go. Like I was trying to win. I just couldn't win. You know, <laughs> it was just one of those like, Oh my gosh. So you bring up an interesting point uh, in, in making sure the other person has a good game. How, how have you guys found to be good ways to do that? I struggle with that sometimes. Oh, I'm the, I'm not the guy to ask this to because I really don't you, you get decent sports scores, don't you? I get okay sports scores. I learned a lot at the, this this year at Wapak and last year at the, whatever we did. At, I think it was at Adepticon, and um, I mean, I try to give people a good game, but I I I can't help myself. I get focused on the game, and especially when I make mistakes, I get focused, and I I need to learn to just like laugh more and have a better time and not worry about it hmm. because uh, yeah, I just I get I I get when I really start feeling like I'm losing, I get way too focused on the game. And I know I'm not giving my opponent a good game then, and uh, it's you know I just that's me. I that's something I got to work. Well, I think on. that's that's natural, isn't it? We all we're all focused on trying to win and, and play our best, and it's it's a compli- complicated game. It's not like yeah, but no. What I mean is, it's one of the things I guess is what I really learned at PACA this year. When to, you know, was like, if I start losing and I feel like I'm doing poorly, um, I just I tend to be like. Psh- you got it, and I'm like I'm sort of complimenting my opponent, dude. You got me. I'm done right mm-hmm. here. But it's like I'm like on turn two, and it's like well, you know, hey, stupid, play out your game, mm-hmm. and quit telling people how they got you, 
and uh, and play your game, and you might be able to pull out of it and actually have a more fun game than sitting around, you know, kind of moping about it. Yeah. So, far. so and that's just that's 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 me. But hey, we all got to work on something. What about you, Rotor? I I I guess. Like, I don't think there's a, a magic formula. It's not like, well, I, I make sure to buy him a beer right at the beginning or anything like that. It's much more like, <clears throat> at least for me, um, I was having an authentically good time with just about everybody in, in all the games that I played. And, um, you know, like I played, I played Tom McClure in the first game of day two and, he he was playing Beastmen. He did mark them um, Nurgle so that they they had a little bit to them, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was that sort of keep your fortitude in the middle. And so it sort of became a scrum where I was trying to force my dinosaurs in there to to pick up those points. Mm-hmm. It, it was a a legitimately great game for both both of us. I think. I, I mean, I was having an absolute blast, um, and it. You know, I then I played Hillary in Game Five, and um, at that point, I'm I'm at zero and four. I mean, what does it get me if I'm like really knuckling down and and you know trying to make sure that every roll matters? Or I mean, I, maybe I was just looser because I gave up, or I I knew that I wasn't gonna to get. Uh, I I don't know, man. Well, let I, me ask you this. Let's say you win two or three games in a row, and you wake up going into day two. Do you think that forces you to tighten up and kind of bear down and focus on your game, thereby becoming less social? So I've won one tournament in in the ten years that I've been playing com- competitive Warhammer, and I do remember in that, and it it was just a one day, or it was like there were twenty four guys or whatever, and I I remember, um. That game three, I was real tight, and I don't think it was a great game. And when when the guy threw dice to miss rolls, I was like cheering, yes. and probably looking back, I was not the nicest guy, or you know, I wasn't the most sporting dude. Um, and I do kind of regret that. Um, that's one of the things that you watch a Mike Gerald; he stays loose even right. when it's game five and he's on table one, like he was at PACA this year. Um, and that's like the mark of a real champion is is not tightening up and and getting kind of living and dying on every dice roll. You know, jaded what I mean? by the, the the moment. Yeah, yeah. just that's that's kind of a veteran. Too tight mindset. into it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, there was um a game that I had where. So I don't even know how to preface it. It was against um, Domus, and he was playing his Wood Elves. Oh and, uh, you know, I, it, it's partially... He talks a me. lot of mess. He talks a lot of mess. Was he? Did he get up in your head? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, he's he's always trying to do that, you know, politic yeah. and, and, and say a lot of stuff. And I just kind Absolutely. of disregard it. I kind of cut out that noise because I know what it is. All right. But... You know, there was at one point where he's playing his Wood Elves, and I asked him, "Oh, Wild Riders, what do they do? Are they, are they just fast cav?" And and he says, uh, "Yeah, you know, they're toughness three fast cav. Um, you know, they have devastating charge, um, toughness three. I'm like, "Oh, so they're like Reavers?" He's like, "Yeah." So I kind of uh, 
prioritized <laughs> how I was going to shoot, and it kind of altered my decision making during the game. But it wasn't until later that I found out what they actually do, which is a lot. Which is I mean, kick your ass. Which is they're, yeah, a devastating combat unit. And uh, you know, in the end, him not telling me, or if he would have told me when I asked, it really didn't make a difference. But I guess commercial. Yeah, I, I guess where it comes to a head is well, if it didn't make a difference, then why why wouldn't you have just told me? Their full capabilities. It'd, it'd be almost like, well, what do Phoenix Guard do? And I'll tell you everything they did that they do, but I would withhold the four board save. Yeah, I'm not lying to you. I'm just withholding a very vital piece of information. You know what I mean? Yeah, a live so, omission. So, so boy. Um, okay, taking <laughs> it out of out of context a little bit, and so that I don't want to like point fingers or whatever. But in general, is that is that cheating? Uh, I wouldn't say that it's cheating because at that point, if there was any doubt or if I didn't know him, uh, I, I, I should be able to look, you know, ask for his book and look up those stats myself. Right. And in retrospect, that's probably what I should have done. If I didn't know the guy, that's probably what I should have done. But since we are we've been friends for so long, I kind of took it at face value. Like, Oh, Hey, we're friend, We're friends. It's a friendly game. What does, what do those guys do? Just help if me you out. Didn't so I know. know him. Would you would you say that that dude cheated you? If you were telling no. a story back to someone, no, no. If I didn't know it in every way, it stings more because we were friends. If we were, if he didn't know me from Adam and he did that, I'd just write it off as well. Okay, he's a competitive guy. He just wants to win. But the fact that we were friends, are friends, and have been friends for a while, that's what threw me for a loop. I don't know. Get it out. Get Am it I out. online or no? No, not a bit. Cut that vein and bleed, dude. Uh, <laughs> so you know, he went on to win the game. Um, did he get your yeah. favorite opponent vote? <laughs> <laughs> he he did not, and he knows he oh. did because he was politicking pretty hard to find out who I voted for. <laughs> I thought it was a foregone conclusion, but I'm like, oh, if you really want to know, it's gonna it's it's gonna be you know. It's going to be this person that got my favorite vote. Real talk, dog. Not you. <laughs> right. So I, that's not favorite opponent type material in, in my mind. I would definitely agree with that. That is not favorite opponent material. It Domus knows that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, it was kind of a gotcha moment. It's like, oh, I, oh, if I don't tell him, then I can win the game kind of mentality. I, I don't know. And, and, the more I, th- I feel like the longer I go to these tournaments and get exposed to that sort of thinking, especially on like higher tables, not that I'm there very often, but when I do, I get smacked down pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I, I just wonder, like, if, is that is that where I want to live? Is that where I want to aspire to be? Of course, mm. this is the guy taking Thousand Point Malika to Holy Wars. Yeah, okay. So I, I do like that with real controversy on the table, Dave has completely disappeared <laughs> from this whole podcast. It's <laughs> like, on. nope, I'm not saying a word. Hey, listen, I would have been salty about it too. I absolutely would have been. I mean, you know, hey, what does this guy do? But that's also how I play. What does he do? I'll run his stats and tell you all his special abilities because it's easier. That's, yeah, exactly. It. If someone asked me, hey, what does a Frost Phoenix do? I would be happy to tell them everything yeah. and even offer the book. Let's here if you want to see. You know, ultimate transparency. Yeah. 
But yes. I, is, that's probably too much. Maybe it's naive to think that everybody would. would you know that. what? We talked about this, though, on when we were talking that one episode we had to record like three times because I kept going off about cheaters. Um, but we talked about this. Just, you know, if, if I don't mention something and wait, and that is, it's, we, that's, that's, that's a gotcha. Mm. And we, you know, we we talked about how I personally, um, I'd, I'd like to win because I played a better game, not because I gotcha, right? You know, and this that actually the gotcha thing spawned from when we were talking a long time ago on the forums, and uh, we were talking like open list versus closed list, and Murphy's always like, I'd rather just play open list and know instead of okay, did I guess better when I guessed that unit has the. Uh, the the goblin fanatics or the other unit right, has right. the goblin fanatics. I'd rather you know if 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 my opponent knows, then he can make informed decisions. Then we're really playing against each other um, strategically and not playing. Oh, you guessed wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's yeah, that's kind of a gotcha. So there, I chimed in. <laughs> Very brave. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Super proud, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, I had some good games too. Yeah, I, I had some really good games. Uh, it was not my preference that that would be my first game, but as it was, that's that's how it. Oh, that was game one. Yeah, that was a hot start. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but so, every... yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask, um, and I'm sort of changing the topic. So if you wanna if you wanna finish your thought here, no, no, please do. Ahead. I I was gonna ask. So. Um, did, you guys were both real deal. Um, I've heard. Uh, I, I was listening specifically to Lone Hammer, and both on their main show today that was released, and one of their sort of kind of daily shows last week. Um, Randy remarked at how like strong the lists were at Wapaka, and I didn't really face strong lists since I was. A real de- or a, a hobby hero, and went zero and five. Um, I, I can't say that I saw that, but what what sort of like lists were you guys seeing, and and I were they Kyle like friends. crushing? I faced right. friends. It was pretty. He was he was pretty brutal, but the list wasn't actually. Um, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, <sighs> like I. Are, were they hard hard lists, or do guys in the South actually play softer lists than well, I, I would have thought they played? Well, I think Randy kept hearing it was a hobby tournament, so he brought what he thought was a soft list. Yeah, it hasn't been a hobby tournament since number two or three. Well, yeah, we know all about that, but um, so that yeah. that but see to me like that was the only thing that I heard like negative about people reacting to what was on the table. Um, I I didn't hear anything else, but I don't think I was around the right circle of conversations to hear something either. You know, no, I, I was right around the middle table. I didn't hear that, that really at all either. I heard a couple of people in the bar and stuff, just you know, being like, "How you know this is never going to be get allowed again? This is terrible, dude! Look at the end. Look after the tournament. Everyone who came up to plug their next tournament was like, "Yeah, you're not going to have any of this crap at our tournament." So. <laughs> Just give you if you're if you're hating it, and people were cheering. You know, I mean, hell, well, Grant got uh, best best um, best phallic uh, man of intrigue, and even he said it, the banner. You know, this anti Nagash statement on the banner, grabbing a few extra points because people are just not, not liking him. 
So, well, people will ultimately vote with their attendance. So, I think it's talk is all fine and well, but oh, it's not like people it, it remains to come to PACA if they keep allowing it. I mean, and like I said, I I said it to Nickel. I said I think having every once in a while a tournament that says bring this stuff is uh is is good. You know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Let people work it out of their system, whatever. I just feel like, um, you know, I just. I just feel like, you know, we kind of knew because, I mean, I've, I heard it on a couple other podcasts, too, not just Randy, but people saying, you know, oh, it's hard kind of getting stumped by these things. And, you know, they're going to get banned right away because no one's going to no one else is going to allow this. And I'm just you know. I don't know. I, I part of me doesn't get uh, like, OK, I'm 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 going to play for the enjoyment and I'm going to play soft. Maybe Rotor, you can speak to this. You know, I'm going to play for the, the, the hobby aspect, the fun of it. But that's such a nebulous uh, term you know like my version of soft may not be your version of soft but everyone mm-hmm. knows what a hard list is well of course yours is and we saw your ringer list we know <laughs> right that's what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> if we, we could both go soft but we're going to come up with different lists so yeah isn't that just a you well, know like i said a mirage you, that we're chasing a, but it's yeah, I mean, you're going in there knowing you're going in as, as a real deal. You got to be prepared to face these things. I mean, basically, I'm just looking at that, saying, you know, you, hey, look at the compact. If you don't prepare for what is allowed, you're going to get slapped. So, let me let me just offer a a, a counterpoint here, which is, um, we had no idea what, what was coming when we all signed up. I mean, we we signed up. I think. Only the Nagash book was out at that time, or I don't think when he opened registration, I don't know that that was even legal, or maybe it had literally come out in the days just after registration. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it played out. And so for people who only play one army and don't even have access to a super character yet, you know, um, so if you are Bretonia, if you are Lizard Men, if you are whatever, um, y- you signed up real deal, not realizing that, you know, a month and a half before this tournament, this Malekith character was going to drop. Um, so you don't really have an opportunity to rewrite and repaint a list if you want to get high paint marks or something like that. And you kind of, uh, okay, I see what you're, you're kind of put in a situation where you have to suck it up and just say, well, I'm going to do the best I can with what I've got, but I know that what I've got can't do the best out here and i'm a little salty as a result i can see that well yeah well it's uh, if that's the case exact order that it went down in and all that stuff so i mean if that's the case you have to do you you just have to put on your big boy pants and just well and the thing with it we had what else can you do we had until new year's eve to get our lists in by then nagash was out I wasn't didn't Glotkin come out by then too? In fact, yes, yes, it did. Uh, because, every, well, everything was out by then, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, that's wasn't had, even Kane out. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, actually, it was. So I that, remember pre-ordering Kane on my way to Mary Mayhem, which was in November. So all of that stuff was out at that point. Right. So they were all fair game for the tournament. It's just, you know, can I can I get? An army that can deal with it, and that's true. Did and the other thing is, a real deal earlier than that. I don't remember. Oh, that's when we signed up. No, you didn't have to. But the the other thing is, not only do I people have to buy that that set, they have to read it, they have to understand it, 
and they have to come up with counters to it, they might not ever actually see one of these special characters until they're at the tournament. Like, mm. it's all theory hammer for a lot of these guys That's trying to true. write a list, you know? Or they're sitting there literally, like, rolling dice at their desk just trying to get a feel for mm-hmm. how this could play out. Um, that's sort of, you know, that's the, the, both like the, the curse and the, um, the joy of being the first tournament to allow these things in, you know? So okay. I, I wonder if this sort of like puts the Adepticon tournament on the back foot because as far as I'm aware, Alex is letting these guys in for the main Acon championships. And now that people have seen them in a competitive context, what do they think? You know, are, I mean, it doesn't necessarily bode well for the experience. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you decided to go all in on on Malekith for Holy Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, are other guys recalibrating their lists to to account for that as well? Um, and what's the what's the general vibe of players going to that? Like, do they think this is crazy? You're talking about Holy Wars. Yeah. Mm. I haven't really spoken to anyone in detail about about that. All I'm going on is is by who's bringing what. About half the field is bringing an end times list of some sort uh, of the thirty players, and a is, lot of those guys were guys who couldn't get into PACA, so they might not have even seen these dudes in competitive play yet either, right? Could be, yeah. Yeah, I'm not certain. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do know. Alex may try to write his scenarios in such a way as to hinder those super characters in some way, but they're each so different that it might be hard to do a blanket approach for that. Um, And the 2,000 point, going back down to 2,000 points, I guess helps somewhat. Hey, 2,000 points in three hours a game. So if you get crushed, your opponent has plenty of time to buy you a couple of beers and drown your sorrow because that's a hell of a lot of time. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't make it worth it to take... You know, time away from work and family, spend the money and go all the way to Adepticon from wherever you're coming from to uh, do that? Dude, I'm struggling. I'm, I got to be honest with you. I'm struggling looking at if that's what I want to do. And that's really the only thing I'm signed up for at this point. And I'm still struggling wondering right. if I want to spend all day Saturday and Sunday on that. Fair question, man. I um, For for a tournament like Wapaka, I, I feel that there's much more than just the tournament going on. And so I would say, yes, I'm, I would still go to Wapaka, even if Joe leaves these things in next year for an event like Adepticon, where, um, the general buy-in for that weekend is much more expensive. I think I spent three fifty four hundred at, at Wapaka. And I usually spend more like 700 at Acon. I don't know that that's the experience I want for 700 bones, you know? True. So, uh, I I look at that in a different light. It it's, I mean, Acon's cool. It, it's but there are a lot of things there that I could do, and if I want to get my money's worth, is is that how I would do it? I I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just not that competitive enough right now that I could have a qualified answer for something like that. But so that's why I think. You're seeing this arms escalation, like okay, well, if I'm going to go, then I've got to, yeah, I've gotta I, I up get my that. list, you know, yeah. So, and have you guys made is end times in like special characters? Are they in or out for bits? 
they are in, but they're capped at 500 points. Are, do they have to be less than 500 points? Less than 500. So 499 is the actual Correct. cap. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so I think so. I don't know how that will play out exactly, but I think it helps. Are any of the new? I I guess a dude like Festus probably is or whatever, but no, none of the none of the main guys obviously. And then are where are like the hey, where are, are Motarks? All, they're like around six hundred. Are they? Yeah, I don't think so there's they're a Motark probably out because well. they come with the mount, so that automatically bumps them up. Oh, up sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so the Mortarks are out. There's nothing except I don't think there's anything in Nagash except the Morgasts that you can take from from them from there. Um, I don't think because all those other characters, I think every character is out. Uh, I don't think you can take any of the Glotkin. You could take Alarial, the, the the lower level Alarial for three seventy five. Is she in the Cane book? Yeah. Okay, so there you go, the lower level Alarial. All right. So generally speaking, it's not going to be bananas. Although there are still obvious benefits to um, an end times yeah, army, yeah. an end times list, yeah, with just the the inherent rules, right. bonuses, and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, so we're all over the place. Listen, let's regroup. Let's take a break. Yeah, I'm not even sure what we're talking about yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's regroup. Let's take a break. And when we come mm-hmm. back, um, we're going to talk about actually, you know, kind of what we did and what we took away from PACA. And um, then we're going to sit around and praise Roder for his many, many bits of hardware going home. And then I'm going to ask him what the heck was in that pink castle that uh, Mikey G gave you after he won it. Ooh, oh, yeah. I want to hear this. Alright, so we'll be Good. back. Unique Gibson Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Talk about me. Yes, yes. <laughs> the rotor segment brought to you by Rotor. Oh. Oh how how can I get my head through these doorways? I don't know. Well, uh, okay, let's continue with the real talk. Real talk. Let's talk man of intrigue. Yeah. Let's uh, talk man of intrigue. They had the I, coolest woman. Right. Badass babe. That badass babe. Um, they had the oh. big model. Best biggin. And then they had the little ones. 
that's little one, and then which they, is like infantry on twenty or twenty fives, right? And then there was the jokester next. Was there only four categories? Best joke. That's basically uh, what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of those. I, I think I think that was the four categories. Yeah. Okay, and okay, and I want to just say this because Chris and I were talking about this. You know, with the man of intrigue, and I'm like, you know, the jokester category has literally just been sculpting genitalia on things. Like, and I, I we were, I, I think we were driving. I forget where we were driving to. It might have been we were going to Alex Gonzalez's house, and we were just talking. It's like seriously, next year people are just going to sculpt just just male genitalia, and that's what they're going to sculpt, and that's going to be the man of intrigue because there's nowhere else to go from here from what they've been doing, except there. That's the only way to push the envelope. Well, yeah. I mean, last year it was – Braska won it with uh, a Zinch Horror who was um, – Wasn't it – oh, I – Pleasuring himself. Oh, that that's right. Oh, wasn't that the – wasn't it a, a Nabla or something like that or a – No, he won – so last year it was it was a Zinch warrior uh, in the bathroom um, having some quality me time. And um, Braska actually won it like two years ago when he did a Noblar who was uh, slinging drugs. And like he had oh, made right. him with a trench coat open and some baggies hanging. Mm. <laughs> so I actually put my model, which was a basically little sculpture of myself in like 10 years. Um, 10 years? In 10 years? Well, hey, you know what? He's fatter. His beard's really long. It'll take me 10 years to grow a beard down to my belt. Okay. You know, so just hey, you give me a break. But I didn't know where to put it, and I looked in the category with the little ones, and I'm like, oh, there's not a chance I'll even get a vote. I'm going to get lost amongst all these pick, all these, uh, all these really fine quality paint jobs. So I was like, I put, I'm like, I thought mine was kind of funny. I initially thought maybe it can go in the jokester, and I walk over to the jokester table, and it's literally all penises, like every single sculpture. Seriously, the, I think there were 15 entries and 14 of them were wing wangs, and then there was yours. Yeah, and I put mine in there. I said, you know what? I might even I, – I did – I know I wanted just two votes so I can get that point in the paint scoring chart. Yep. And um, I know at least one of them, they told me, and it was Dan. Dan Grothy. Yeah, he's like, I voted for you just – it was. I, I got the anti-penis joke vote from you know because it's like that's all there was up there and mm-hmm. oh, I, and, and as as far as penis jokes go chris tomlin's was he took it to another level yeah it was pretty vulgar in fact let's i i i'm i, I yeah let's move along because yeah. that's not this type of show but it's i'm certain people have pictures of it up somewhere it's just it's pretty it was just kind of nasty uh grant won it with a sculpture of a Giant male genitalia with two arms coming out of the sides, one holding a banner that says nasty things about Nagash, and the other one flipping you off. Because his D was a real D. That's uh, that was that was it. And apparently he only beat uh, he only beat Tomlin's by one vote. Oh really? It was wow. that close. So eek. Mm. Uh, didn't Andrew win for uh, badass babe? No. Eric Hagen won for oh, Hagen his won. Vampirus. Oh, Skullbros. There they are again. Yeah. Yep. I voted for Andrews, though. I really liked it. No yeah, it turned out Eric really good. Hagen. Um, I then, voted for Andrews as well. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't vote for Eric's because we were on the same team. But Oh, there you go. And I forget who won Biggin because I just forget. I believe, uh, you know, I, I can't remember, but my 
my gut tells me it was Ryan Smith. He he was uh, out of Texas, and he had that. I played him. Um, he had a Chaos Army that was all uh, uh, Mersha, Mersha, Mersha miniatures, and it was really good looking. Um, Is that was, the one that had all the all the uh, non metallic metal? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it had. Um, did it have? I mean, the the big takeaway was that. It was not workshop models, and it was a Chaos Army that was um, real monster-heavy. I I think he had one unit of Zinch Warriors, and the rest were um, a Zinch Lord on a Dragon, uh, Shaggoth, uh, Chariot, which was represented with uh, a big monster coming over... uh, um, Oh, right, right. That was a cool cool army. Nice display, too. it, it was a well. Apparently, the display itself was a little hammered. It 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 got um, beat up in the um, the travel, and oh, okay. uh, but that was apparently the dude cut his own like laser cut MDF board to make it because it was like a castle with crenellations, but um, it was all that uh, cut wood to mm. to make it. So pretty cool. Nice. Uh, and then so that best little one. There we go. Gets called up there. Who's called up? The, the, uh, me. Our man Rotor. That was me. I, so, I, okay, let's talk about this, just how they do it. So they call up everybody, all their winners at first, right? Um, and just say, here's your here's your winning class of 2015 or however they do that part. Um, I legitimately, when I got up there, I had no idea what I was up there for. And when they pulled together – or I think that was one of the first couple awards out of the shoot was um, best man of intrigue. And, and I won that one and I've, you know, I'll tell you a little story about that in a sec, but um, I knew you were going to win that one. That was the best one on the table. It really was. Yeah, it was really nice. Well, thanks. But that was the part where he was like uh, stick around. And I had literally no idea what was, you know, cause I mean, Rob was up there and, Adam Salmon, my guy. I mean, anyone who saw Adam's Wood Elves, you know, um, geez. So yeah, he did, he did a good job as well. But it, it's interesting the way they they structure it, where there's a whole lot of like you're standing there going ah, uh, you know, and you don't want to. At a certain point, Fanuf is like, "Dude, you want painted?" And I was like, uh, "I don't think that that's really." feasible but you know and it, at, at a certain point you kind of realize oh my gosh i guess i probably did okay that was really cool though because they sent back the guys and they're like rotor stay up here and i remember looking up there and there's nickel and meal and rob fanoof and you and Braska is sitting right after he just turns and looks like dude rotor just won best painted I'm like, I think you're right. He's like, I know I'm right nobody else up there was in the t- was in the room like yeah day- once once salmon got got uh, uh, player's choice, and then they let him go sit down. That was like, uh, what's going on? You know? That's when the adrenaline kicks in, right? It, yeah. That's when it actually legitimately kicked in, and I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. You know, it was like yeah. Chevy Chase skin right. dipping in, uh, <laughs> in, in vacation. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was something else. That was really cool. And you know what's – I learned a lot about – looking at armies and voting for best painted and paint judging this particular time at Wapaka. Um, 
I don't. How's I, that? Well, I realize that a lot of times I miss a lot of things. Like I don't. Like there's so many armies there, and they're so nice. You know, I mean, and not all of them are gonna win the award. Nice, but they're all nice. And like my usual technique is sort of walk around and mark down the numbers of the ones that kind of catch your eye, and then go back and give them a second look. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times after I get that, I'll do a quick second look, and there's something that just like, like the theme or the idea grabs me. I'm like, that's mine. I'm voting for that one. And I'm, I, I don't put that much thought into it. And I actually was walking around, and Mikey G, I walked up to, and I like, you know, I like the Nurgle stuff. And I saw yeah. um, John. your buddy John's. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. And I could see there were conversions and stuff. but And Mikey was sitting next to it, and he's like, I could look at this, like, all day. And I'm like, really? Like, what What exactly are you looking at? Because I, I never spend that much time. And just, you know, and, and we actually talked about this up in the room that night, was, you know, he he had so many conversions on every single model. And they were so clean yes. that there were parts, like, his soul grinder, I'm like, dude, I'm not even certain on what, and he's like, this is all, I actually pulled out my phone and went to the GW website and picked up a picture of a soul grinder so I could look at it because I'd forgotten, and I'm like, oh my god, like, this is seamless and beautiful and perfect. Every single plague bearer had a some armor and different things on him, even the nerglings, every mod, I was like, wow, I never really looked at that sort of a thing before, like, I just thought it was really painted really well, and he had some really cool but I, the, the minor conversions, the going in on every single guy, giving him different types of weapons or a little thing here or there. It's like, wow, you really got to kind of look. And you got to know your armies, like, you you know, to know when they're that clean, to know what's mm-hmm. actually converted. Because there was stuff that can point out to me, like, that's not part of the model. Like, damn, I didn't even realize. So is it safe to say that the level of hobby this year at Wapaka was, was good, better than what you expected, the best you've ever seen? Certainly well, high. You know, for me, I, I mean, Wapaka, it's, it still has uh, the reputation of a hobby tournament, even though it's full of filth. Um, I don't think that that has changed. Um, I expected to see great stuff, and I did. Um, you know, one of the things that was really cool is is they took a, a page out of the, the English guy's playbook and did the a room where the top 10 armies were put on display separately. Mm -hmm. And I thought, A, that was really cool. Um, I know you guys did that, have been doing that for bits as well. I I think it's a nice touch. And um, wow, did they luck out. That room, the lighting for that room specifically was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it made every army look even better than they looked in the Great Hall. Um, I I thought that it, it was... I don't know if they planned that or if that was just luck of the alehouse, but I mean, alehouse is pretty magical, so I I, <laughs> I could see that happening. That was just really cool, and I I also I just want to say that um, of the the ten armies that were in the top ten, you know, the the player base, all hundred guys, voted on who was going to be in that room, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a great way to do it. So we all voted for our our favorite army, and the top ten vote getters from our votes are what got in the room for final consideration. Y- right? Yes. Yep. And um, I thought it was a great way to do it because it takes any um, sort of shenanigans or or well, yeah, favorites playing you out. You can't vote of the for your mix. own club. You can't vote for your own club, so it's not like 
you know, there were a lot of guys from Minneapolis in there, but we couldn't vote for ourselves. Right. So um, a lot of other people thought that there was some quality work coming out of the Twin Cities, which was nice to see. But in addition, there were there were armies there that showed a ton of just dedicated and I, like I want to call out um, um, Paul Wagner specifically his his um, um, Orc and Goblin with all the spiders. Mm-hmm. The the level of converting for every single figure, um, you know, I, I Paul, I love you. I, I don't <laughs> think it was the best painted army, and I'm just going to real talk on that. But the level of hobby dedication and enthusiasm that was clearly on display in an army like that, I thought it was awesome to see that in the top ten. And I think that if it were just some guys with walking around with a checklist that army might not have made it into the room, but it deserved to be in there. And I think that was a great thing, um, putting it in the hands of the players to, for them to vote and to be impressed, you know? And so I I think that it changes the kind of armies that you see in the top 10. So when we voted for the top 10, that became players choice when we voted on the top 10, right? And then the actual, the actual best army award came from the judges. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So, well, I mean, it, it when we all voted, yeah. And then there, there, there is a, um, there was one point on the checklist, and the point went to: Did you win one of the Man of Intrigue? So four people could win that, right? And then it was: Or did you take um, best uh, 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 player's choice? So a fifth guy could get that point. So I think there were there was the potential for five guys to be knotted right there at the top, and then the um, the judges would have to step in at that point, assuming that they all got the other points. Yeah, because there was a and, point if you made the top ten, and there was a point if you made the top five. I'm wondering if the top yep. five and so then there the were judges top, voted on that. There were there were top five, and then there was the point from this. So it it culminated. I think there were. There were three or four guys who were tied at 24 points for um, for best overall. I think I like Adam, who won Player's Choice. He was tied with me for for overall as well. Um, but the judges made a decision, and whether they gave it to me because he won Player's Choice, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, I I have no problem in telling you that Adam's army is a better painted army than mine. Um, See, I don't know and, about that. No, I do. It's okay. I mean, he's he's my my clubmate. No, I'm not trying to put him down. Good friend. I think no. I, I don't think you other, are. Not. Here's this was interesting. This and this was really struck me because I I and you know you're my pal and all, and I voted for your man of entry because I loved it, but I voted for John's army because with all That's that conversion vote. in the painting, I Absolutely. was like I loved it. But what was cool was when you won. Like I'd been looking at your army all weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd seen it a bunch, and it was like. I don't know how to describe it, um, you know, because, like I said, I, I'm learning about paint, but it was like your army didn't have the ton of conversions, I don't think. Um, uh, no, it had some. It had some, but it wasn't. En- enough to get the one point. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's all you need. Um, but there, there is another point for technical modeling, which I didn't pick up. So Okay. Um and I, I think some other guys did. So, I mean, it wasn't like I swept it and got 25. Nobody got 25 points, you know. 
But you know, like you know, like when you watch the cooking shows and they're having people make stuff, and and everyone's going all out and going crazy, and some guy makes like the 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 basic. I'm using the four main ingredients and nothing fancy, and the and the judges lose their minds. They're like, "Wow, this is actually perfect. It embodies exactly what it is." That's like what your army was. Like your airbrushing, like those lizards look like real freaking lizards. Like the the you know the the, the two tones. How you, I mean, you, your airbrush technique. I mean, I was looking at it. Especially yeah, it was afterwards. it was tight, very clean. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the 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 changes between the colors were perfectly smooth. It looked real. Like you took it and painted these things, and they looked like those big monsters looked like real. And you had a simple display board. You had that flat board. You had all your little pieces of aquarium terrain. So this thick jungle suddenly popped. But it doesn't. You got this thick jungle behind it. Your your display board was not over the top there, or complex. There were two custom pieces of terrain on the board as well, though. You know, okay. it wasn't it wasn't just like terrain. No, no. So, like That's, I had I had made that spawning pool. You know, right, um, and I. You know, I like I went into this past year planning for and I obviously nobody. Well, I, I certainly didn't expect to win Best Painted, but I did go into 2014 looking at Wapaka as the end of the road for 2014 is kind of how I see it rather than the start of 2015. Right. Um, and everything that I painted had an eye towards trying to win the best appearance at at Wapaka. Um, and it started with a display board and knowing what I wanted to do and making it simple and modular, but real clean and professional and using like a frame so it didn't have ragged edges. And like the choices that I made there were very specifically geared. Also, it travels well because it's modular. So everything comes off of it uh, and I can put all the terrain and whatnot in boxes right. and it doesn't break. You know, I've I've my old I used to play wood elves and I've got a really great. Um, display board that my friend Eric Hagen actually made for me, and it's beautiful. But it it's six inches tall in various spots, as there are um, ups and downs in the um, like just the earth as it kind of undulates, and there's a river that runs through it with a little waterfall and all this stuff. Um, it doesn't travel very well. So when I when I set out to make this board, that was like a key thing was I'm traveling to Wapaka. I need to get this thing there in one piece, you know? So considerations like that, I think, um, helped me pull certain things together and, and guide me in how I was going to set up. Yeah, and don't the- get me wrong. I'm not trying to take anything away from your army by saying it was, but oh, it was, no. it, it, I mean, I looked at it and it's like, this is just a clean, perfectly painted army. I mean, the, like I said, the, the, the the shift from the two different shades and the to, the the, to, the tonal gradations was <laughs> smooth. There was no you know the, you could just everything worked. I mean, the, like I said, the big lizards looked very realistic. All the other stuff on them was tight and clean. And I'm like, wow, that really deserves it. It, it was it, and I was you know and like I said, I had been looking completely at the technical, the, some of the conversion and technical aspects of that. And then it's like. Wow, Rotor won, and he really deserved it because it was just a really tight, smooth, clean, fantastic-looking mm-hmm. army. Well, thanks. Yeah, well um, done. You know, it, one of the things that's, that's really interesting is, um, you know, I think when you look at the different painting rubrics that are out there, you you really do have to consider them when if you want to win, like, a, a, a best painted or appearance or, or player's choice or whatever, you 
at least not not player's choice, I guess, but the appearance, you, you've got to look at those things because this same army I took to the North Star and I didn't I didn't crack top ten, um, and so it's it's interesting, you know, and and I I I don't know that I deserve to. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. Like I I, I it's their their painting rubric was different from mine, and like I'm eager to see what Bits has because I know that 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 one. Um, has some specificity in it that I'm missing in my army, and I need to make that up in in some ways um, if I'm if I want to have a shot at that one. And and honestly, I don't know that I I care anymore. Like I I didn't anticipate <laughs> hey, I winning this thing. Everybody else right, can suck right. it. it I, That's kind of how I feel. Like I, I didn't set out to win it realistically, but I did, and. I got my bona fides, so you can't really take it away. So mm-hmm. you know what's up now. I I, I kind of don't worry about it. I guess it's kind of right? in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. He's gonna sit back in his easy chair and polish all oh, it's the all so the, easy all the, too. Yeah, polish all of that uh, all that hardware. It's uh, mm-hmm. rotor ascended. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh, this is getting out of control already. <laughs> so what was in the giant castle? Oh, the uh, Ed Phillips, pinata. the Ed Phillips pinata that he that he yeah, brought. Yeah, it was in the uh, in the uh, raffle that you won. I looked at that thing and I was like, oh, you know. And I didn't I didn't throw in a ton of money in the in the raffle this year, but Gerald won it, and I was like, Mike, you have to get the pinata, and he did, and he tossed it at me, and he's like, here you go, big guy. <laughs> and you know, I don't I don't know if I'm talking out of school to say that Ed works. Um, from what I understand, he's got connections to the adult industry. How's that? That's what I um, heard too, but right. I don't. That's just I, I, rumor from what I know. Yeah, I've heard tell. I don't know specifics, um, but because of, of the rumors, I was I was thinking that there was going to be something pretty sweet in the uh, something industry related. Something industry related in the in the pinata. Um, something that I might be interested in, and you know, hopefully it would get past. Uh, Wapaka Customs. Um, mm-hmm. So Broska and I drove home with that pinata, and we thought about saving it for one of the kids' birthdays, and then we're like, no, <laughs> it's it's Ed Phillips. We have to crack this thing open. And uh, so I grabbed a shovel and gave her what for, and uh, guys, it was candy. It was just candy. Was it good? It was candy? nothing but candy. It was like Tootsie Pops and whatnot. It was crazy. I was the, the was level of pinata. trolling. The level of trolling from Ed Phillips on that one was next level intense. <laughs> he got me, man. He got me real good. That's too funny. It's, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like sad trombone sound. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the wrong door. Yeah. Oh so. boy. But yeah, so. Dude, I mean, I I had a, I had a really great time. Um, you know, I played some really fun guys. Dude, Chuck Gavlak, we met him. I just you know, I just want to mention real quick. I mean, I had, I, I played you first round. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got off some I, lucky uh, killing blows. I I owe you a t-shirt. You're gonna have to give me your mailing address. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I'm gonna put that one up. Uh, then I played uh, John Becker. I mean, I had some great opponents. John Becker was good. Jim Adams, who. Um, was with the West Coast Hammer Time guys. 
afterward gave me some beer and, and fed me after he whooped my whooped my hiney at uh, on the uh, on the third game. That second game with John Becker was when I played against the uh, Carl Friends, the Super mm-hmm. Carl. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a guy who really tried to take some concessions in his list so that he could take Super Carl. Okay, and here's what he had. It, I thought I, I it wasn't actually that bad. If I might have gotten a couple of slightly better magic rolls, I, I think I could have had a chance. But he had Super Carl. He had two units of five regular Empire Knights, one unit of the special Empire Knights, the ones that are stubborn. Stubborn, yep. Uh, five of those. A unit of, I think it was eight uh, Inner Circle Knights. He had um, the guy who can do the prayers, the warrior priest on a horse in that unit, and his BSB on a horse in that unit. And then he had a unit of three Demigriffs. And, oh, he had a level one light wizard. That's it. Hmm. So it was like he took a level one wizard. His characters were not over the top. He called it Carl's Vanguard. It was just all the horses coming out in the front just trying to bust. Characters weren't over the top. He's got almost a 1,000 points in Carl. What he uh, well, he can't saying, get a whole I mean, lot more in okay, there. No, but what I'm saying is he took the level a level one wizard instead of a level four and a BSB um but I mean, I don't he basically think he could take a level four. But okay. Oh, probably not with Carl. That's right, because it was a thousand points. Right. Yeah. Uh, Andrea Schwant uh, played Carl too and had a similar build. Yeah. Carla. But I'd say he pulled it all back. You know, it wasn't a big twenty night bus. You know, it was stuff that I could handle. And my zombies wound up killing off a couple of those units of knights and running all across the board, and taking down knights. It was beautiful. Cool. But that was Carl Franz. Jim was uh, a high elf army. Um, like I said, from West Coast Hammer Time, he you know he beat me too, so I was one and two for the day. Uh, but then the next day, I'm playing Chuck Gavlak, and Chuck was the guy who was like completely sloshed during the raffle and ke- kept winning and going up there and just getting prizes and giving them to other people. Oh yeah, oh, what he was a- actually very generous. He oh, gave me a uh, a lore master. So yeah, he gave Thanks. me oh, a nice. He gave oh. me a box of some uh, the the Tomb Kings, the chariot. So to go with my undead legions, and then he the first one he won. I think he grabbed the Glotkin book and gave it to. I thought it was Ed. I think, I it, think was it was Ed, Ed Phillips. Yeah. yeah, he's like, here, just you want this? Or it was thankful or something. Here, take it. Like whatever the newest book was, somebody put right. it up there, and he's just like, I was like, wow. Chuck was a real nice guy. I played against him. Um, a really fun game. I thought I had him four one plus the objective, and he turned around. He won it on a small win, and so I wound up being a three three game. Um, lots of fun, throwing lots of dice around. And then my last game was against Dylan Seifert. Um, oh, yeah. He's a nice guy. He was having another rough tournament. I think he was one in three coming into the last game just like I was. And um, here's one of those things where I had I, I, I'd learned a little from your game, Rotor, but I almost threw the game away. Um, he gets in there, and he comes flying in. Gets his terrorgeist right in my back, in my backyard, and screams the casket right off, like top of turn one. Dope. Right. Then throws this uh, the spell where you got to roll the competing. You know, you roll a d six and add your leadership. Because his level four vampire was uh, was on. Um, um, had the uh, or his, his vampire had uh, death. She's coming with death. So I'm like, okay, you know what? He got the spell off. I, I'm going to try to just, if I get a decent roll, I won't lose too many wounds. I've got a ward safe, whatever. Let's do this. Uh, 
totally lost it. <laughs> took Uh-oh. off my general. Famous last words there. Took my. I said. Hey, I said. I said. You got to bet heavy to win heavy, and he rolled like a six, and I rolled a one. I was like, oh crap. So no, uh, no tournament re-roll there. T- uh, no, it was Sunday, so there was no tournament uh-huh. re-roll. So I take my general off. I'm like, oh, there goes my, my magic, my my vampire lore. I'm like, I think you got this, dude. I'm like, you totally just. I'm like, you just won the game. I'm like, you took off my general and the casket. You killed all my magic. All I got is like zombies and stuff. He's like, no, no, I think you could do this. Try it. So I'm like, okay, wouldn't have tried this had he not just killed my general in that. But off in the flank of his little night bus with his general in it. I've got an 11-inch. I got to roll an 11 to get my 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 uh, vampire BSB and my horde of graveguard into his flank. And right behind him are my vargeist, which also need a roll of 11 on Swift Stride to get in. So I'm like, I'm just going to try it. If I can get in there, I'll make a fight of it. If not, not. First roll, roll my graveguard, hit the 11. Boom. Get them in his flank. Boom. Yeah. Killing blowed out his general and just wiped out that unit and then proceeded to just run roughshod over the rest of the army. It was, I was like, Quite a oh, turn. shoot, yeah, I turned it around. I felt really bad because it was like that that one dice roll, that 11, changed the whole game. Right there, boom, that was done. So I went two and three for the... So you got him. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, one, yeah, I got in there on the flank and it just, I mean, he got... Okay, a, so that a, is twice that you... You gave up and were like, nope, I, I can't do it. And then those were your two wins? <laughs> those were my two wins, yeah. It was against you where you got both of those big monsters into me and you started cutting down my units. I was like, I'm dead. And then you're like, try it. And I I, I charged the Vargeist into his into his uh, Saurus just to see what happened. And they just got decimated. And I'm like, oh, it looks like I got nothing to fight that. And he's like, what are you talking about? You got the Horde of Graveguard. I'm like, you're just going to beat him up with your... So your Saurus on, or your uh, your hero guy, what the hell are those called? Scarvets. The Scarvets. And, uh, yeah. I knew was... what was coming. I knew. <laughs> Scarvet throws out a challenge. My champion accepts it. We both got great weapons, so we go simultaneous. Roll, hit. Roll my one hit. Six. Killing blow. Take that guy off. Peace. And then the other guys took off the other one, and it was like, ooh, holy crap. I just... You got to play it out. Oh, yeah. Ain't no ward saves on heroes, dog. Oh, that was just gone. That was just brutal. Yeah, my two wins were the two games that I was certain. The other three games I thought I had a chance in up until the very end, and I totally lost. And the two games I was ready to give up on, it was like, oh, there we go. Hmm. So. Never give up. Never surrender. That's it. There we go. Listen. Yeah, I'll put a, a quick shout out to my opponents, uh, Jared Horseman, Andrea Schwant, Mike Copperine, and Joe Pecoraro. Joe and I always have tight games, but uh, uh, that one was especially so. So, yeah, thanks, guys, four. for those games. Yeah, no Domus, shout out to Domus. <laughs> Domus, of course. We're <laughs> oh, still friends, despite it all. Oh, we mentioned that before. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I totally wasn't even thinking. Um, any exciting things going on in your games with your nine, your, 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 your your pitiful nine war machines? Uh, nothing really exciting. I played a lot of um, Eternity King lists, and all those elves running around, re-rolling to hit, re-rolling to wound. Oh, yeah, those guys are just nasty. Yeah, of course. And why, I mean, now that you've now that you played against it, you know what you're doing when you take that nonsense to uh, Holy Wars. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've I've tasted the, uh, the filth, and now I'm... Well, you've always been a high elf player, so why not? Why side. not take the bonus? That's what I'm talking about. I know. So, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised you don't already have a Malekith model to be working on with with the way you've been going with that. So, 
I don't know how to take that, but thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anybody else got any final thoughts? I mean, I'm thinking anything else here that we missed? I mean, oh, we did get to play for the first time ever. You know what? Let's do the little wrap-up. Let's take our last break. And we'll come back, and we'll close out the show. We'll do our last little thoughts right. and close out the show. Listening to Garage Hammer as much as me? Yes. Very good. Dave and Chris are away on a break, but my friend, we can make the most of it. They will be back. Come, sit back, get comfortable. Let's listen to what else they have to say to us. Look. We're back. All right, folks, and um, we're wrapping it up here, but uh, a couple of last-minute last, last minute thoughts. Uh, oh, the Feast of Champions was a huge-ass success this year. That was fun. A lot of people, people like to eat, people. man. Yeah. Yeah, they do. People brought food. That was a good time. But the best off-the-tables time, I think, might have been Saturday night. You guys uh, picked up Chaos in the Old World. You guys mm-hmm. brought that, and uh, I watched and learned how to play. Chris, you, Chris played. Yeah, I, I dabbled in corn. What did you think uh, of the game? I thought it was it was a lot to take in, um, but it was fun. I did enjoy it, and the designers of the game really captured the feel of the the old world mm-hmm. in a pretty cool way. So I I, that's so. a game I'd love to play again. That game was great. Like I was just watching it, I was having fun because it really did. And you have to play to your chaos gods, mm-hmm. to their strengths of, to their strengths, the way of playing if you want to win. Which Absolutely. is really yep. cool. I mean, it's Fantasy Flight. They do pretty much top-notch jobs most of the time. So uh, I thought it was cool. But, hey, you know what was the best part about that was the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> was that the best part? <laughs> wow. So, here we are. We're coming walking in from being outside on a smoke break. And we noticed by the front, by the by the front counter, the check in at the at the at the hotel, they have a little, you know, like you could. They didn't like. They, I don't. They didn't have like a little candy shop or gift shop. It didn't seem, but they had this counter with some candies and things on it you could buy. And then there was a little for a little mini fridge there, and the, the front glass. We looked like that's ice cream. I, I want some ice cream. We all wanted ice cream. Like nobody. Where else were we going to get ice cream? We 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 were literally the only people who have ever. Had that thought clearly. That ice cream was so from we, 1986. Five of us got ice cream cones. Holy Hannah! And we take them up there. We're all like, "Yes, ice cream!" And we're peeling off. And it was like that weird. It was like it was, it was like stale, like foam, rubbery, like that weird filmy, st- yeah, rubbery, filmy yeah. foam. And the thing is, we're all eating it, going, "God, this is disgusting." This is like the worst ice cream ever. And nobody actually threw away their ice cream. They were just chomping away at it. Like, we're all just chomping this away. Exactly. This uh. is terrible. This is gross. It's like Someone's going to need to go downstairs and get some more ice cream pretty soon. We're running right. out. It was just brutal. Oh, that was so bad. But we all ate it. We didn't care. We wanted ice cream. Oh, thanks to you, Rotor, for picking up the tab on that delicious ice cream. 
Well, you know, hey. I'm not a poor person. I can afford six months. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, dude, it was, it was a great time. It was a really great time. Tupper taking the, the taking the, wait, five minutes. Tupper taking the, uh, the strongman challenge or the, yeah, that was a very contentious. Uh, I, I thought John had, uh, I thought he was going to take it this year. Well, nope, not to be. What are the odds that uh, we get a triple threat match for them next year? Pretty good, I think. I think I they think both. So. I think Tupper wants to wants to get the trifecta of victories so that they'll they'll change it to the to the Tupper Award. Mm. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, and then uh, well, that's, I think that's his hope. And um, yeah, that 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 game at the end there that, that's not that's not going to stand till next year. That's gonna that's gonna be contested. That was fun. That was fun. To I think watch. those two need to grudge match for round one next year. There you go. Oh, that and bring it full circle. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exactly. So, any last closing thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I think we covered it at all. I think you guys everything. are great. Oh, thank you so much, Dave. So, your shirts in the mail. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I was going to get me a Skullbro shirt anyway. Might as well get one from you. That's the one we're going to hang up on our, our banner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I promise True. never to ever wear it, and just to keep it so we can hang it on the banner twice a year. Right? I don't like you. where this is going. Gotcha. Totally got nice. you. All right. So, hey, listen, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Next episode, um, it looks like Kane is going to be our March episodes. So there's no way we're going to have time to get all that done. So we're probably going to going to save Kane to do it for both of our March episodes. So next uh, episode, uh, lots of fun and revealing who won the painting challenge from last year. And we're going to talk a little more hobby because that's what we like, talking hobby. So uh, thanks for coming on, Rotor. Thanks, thanks for Rotor. having me, guys. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks to Ryan Nickel for coming on. Oh, thanks, guys. It was a great time. And, um, and Chris, as always, you the man. You the man, David. Oh, that's true. So... All right, folks, thanks for listening. See you in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through david at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through chrisu at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garagehammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. Who were you this time? Oh, this. Oh, I was. Oh, I am Jack Smirking Revenge. Oh, I like Fight Club. See that? <laughs> yeah, it's making me look bad. Uh, oh, t- no. Had, you that up? Dude, I, had, I didn't get it. I had to I drop him it. two more I am Jacks and tell him that it had Ed Norton in it. And then oh, I had to no. guess before I actually got it. I know. Well, I'm, we'll I'm, always have aliens. Right. <laughs> That's right.